So number one, we get an island. Number number two, we have to get a fucking uh, airplane that lands on water, like uh, fucking Baloo from fucking. It's uh, called the Sea Duck. Sea Duck, yeah. This, we have to get a Sea Duck. Once we get a Sea Duck, we're good. You know. Who's Who's Louie? Tailspin. Tailspin. Mike, if you had a childhood without Tailspin, I feel sorry for you. And I don't want to do a podcast. I just said Tailspin. I know what it is. Okay, just making sure. You seem to you seem to question it, as in Tailspin. Yeah. What's that? I don't know. I used to love Tailspin, man. All right. You can be Kit Cloud Kicker. We'll send you out the back of the plane on a rope and uh, a cookie sheet to surf the clouds. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to episode 13 of the IO Panel podcast, recorded on May 29th, 2016. If you think it's a coincidence that 13, 1 plus 3, is divisible into 16 by 4, you're wrong, because that's Illuminati talk. I'm here with James. How you doing, James? <laughs> What's up, man? Good to hear from you. Uh, and Mike, how are you doing, Mike? Oh, pretty good. Uh, got a uh, additional contributor here uh over my shoulder um yes does anyone speak feline he's he's got a lot to say although i'm not not quite sure what he's saying so a lot to say but but nothing that makes sense huh yep yeah. well Pretty we'll see much. if we can get a get a translator in on that he just wants into a closet or some something want some tuna fish <laughs> okay so we'll get into some top news um Google versus Oracle versus criminal justice, etc. Yep. Uh, Google wins. Yay. Spoiler alert. So over the past few years, actually, there's been ongoing lawsuits between Oracle, who purchased Sun Microsystems, who I believe were the uh, creators of Java. Is that correct, Michael and James? Yes. Okay. That's correct. So Oracle owns that now and uh, Google who created Android and what Google did originally was to attempt to make it easy for developers to create um, programs and, and features for Android is they took Java as a model and like recreated it, recreated the Java API um, under their own product so the same uh like uh function calls and formats and syntax and all that they basically just recreated their own version um oracle did not like that and want some money and originally took them to court in 2012 and the verdict was that apis are not subject to copyright they were not satisfied went back to court next year and the other judge uh let me see here oracle appealed judge alsop's ruling to the u.s court of appeals for the federal circuit the federal circuit overturned that and found that the java apis are copyrightable um but left open the possibility google might have a defense for fair use Fast forward, um, third lawsuit outcome came recently, 
Uh, Google does not owe Oracle $9 billion. <laughs> and and uh, the APIs are not copyrightable, which is good. I thought because, they were copyrightable, but, but it was fair use. Oh, that Okay, so that's still the same. But, so that ruling is good, because that would have fucked, like, every technology company. Like, Twitter has an API, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. as an example. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they would go, they would just, every company who wants to allow other people to use their API would just have to go through some more legal hoops or pay a lawyer to do something. I don't know. But it would, it would have been a whole lot of hassle for companies other than Google. I think it's more going to affect companies who like uh, tweet. Well, tweet deck doesn't exist anymore because of Twitter, but let's say if they did tweet deck worked because of Twitter's API. So if Twitter could have said, okay, well we're going to start, you know, we're going to force you to pay us for using our API. It would, it would ruin those, it would ruin both companies. Like it would destroy the companies who use API because they say we're too small to pay you to use your API. And then it would ruin those companies. It would hose those companies who make the APIs because now people would be afraid to use their APIs to say, if I make a product that's successful, I would get sued So for money. So I'm not going to even use your API. I'm not going to do anything with your product. And it would be like it would dead end a potentially good product and, and rob us of possible useful, useful things. Mm-hmm. You could get out of a product that we don't – that we already use and we're like, I don't know why this is important. I'm not going to use this. You know what I mean? Like – like Twitter or Google Glass or whatever things that use anything that uses an API. Yeah, which is damn near everything now. Everything, yeah. Everything that anyone actually finds useful. Yeah. Is probably using some API. Including future Domino's chatbots and something similar to that. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything to add? Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mike, Mr. Michaels. Yep. Um, not really. Uh, just like to say, yeah, I think this is this is a good outcome. Uh, I don't really like the fact that they initially said, yeah, you can totally copyright APIs, which that was not the case prior. So now APIs are copyrightable, and that's what Oracle was like. Haha, we got you now, Google. But luckily, they decided. Well, it's copyrightable, but it's fair use, so you don't have to. Well, you it, know. too many things are dependent on it too. The thing is, I think, and the thing is, fair use is funny, right? So, to be fair use, you're allowed to use someone's stuff, but you have to make significant changes to the product to 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 call it fair use. So, it's kind of funny because like code. There's always been this thing about code, like, can you copyright code? Is code free speech? I mean, there's all kinds of problems with code. You know, I think the government doesn't really know how to classify it in the, in the, in the, in the annals. That's not the proper <laughs> use of that word. Um, they don't know how to classify it, right? You know, so, I don't know, it's kind of funny. It's a funny space, and, uh, I mean, there'll be more of this in the future. I mean, other companies will find a new way to leverage this whole fair use argument, you know, if companies, if other companies do what Google did, because what Google did is like, I mean, honestly, it's in a sketchy place. You know, they took someone's API, they changed it up and they, they applied it to their use. 
you know, they applied it to their to their needs, which is great. We all get Android out of it, and it's beautiful. But at the same time, if I was if I was Oracle, I'd probably be pissed too. You know what I mean? Um, especially if I wasn't getting any money off it. You know, I don't think they lost nine billion dollars. No, they haven't. Of course, they haven't lost. No, they just they haven't. They've they've put it this way: Java was a third rate nothing when they had it. You know, I mean, it was a third rate nothing. It was a cool, something cool that you could use to load up things that would like carry fucking viruses in your computer. You know, that's what it was. <laughs> so, that's still what it you know, is. Thank you. And, it's, yeah. and you're right. That's still what it is. So, it, and, and if you work in an IT department, you hate updating it every fucking three days. You know, it's horrible. I mean, I, I where true. I work, we deal with it all the time. It's a fucking nightmare thing. And, you know the government sites that we that our users use they change before we allow our users to change so then the users have a 3 day or 4 day window when they can't access the time and whatever site because java has been updated or whatever it's just a fucking disastrous shit box it's one of those things you're like i hope they get rid of it uh, i just want it to go away i want someone to replace it with something way better you know, and Google found this new inventive way to leverage it. So I think it does meet fair use. I think it totally meets fair use. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I don't know. There, I wish, I kind of hoped that Google, and I hope Google still is going to try to find a better way to, like, they will migrate Android out of the Java world into something better to get rid of it. Because Java will just fucking die on the vine. Because it's, it's just like this kind of leap, this shitty left behind leftover from an internet fucking that should be that we shouldn't be dealing with anymore Mm -hmm. well they're they're slowly but surely starting to remove it from the web so java itself is actually okay it's just the fact that it's accessible through web browsers yeah that makes it you know a security risk yeah um but you know you can run like a java program on your computer you know and it doesn't have to be in a web browser. No, yeah. No, and you're absolutely right. Like, Java is a programming language. And that's fine. But I wouldn't want, like, I know for a fact we have nothing but problems with Java and our users. Oh, of course. As a web, as a tool on the web. So I would love to get away from it. I would love it not to be on the web anymore, you know? I have no problem with people programming stuff in it and making little applets with it and all kinds of stuff, but, you know, there's just so many ways into it over the, in the web and everything else. It's just like, ugh. Well, all like, the web browsers are slowly but surely going away. getting rid of it. You know, like Google, you know, Google Chrome, you can't use Java anymore. Yeah, it's all HTML5 now, right? I mean, they just dropped support for – it's called NPAPI um, plugins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like Netscape plugin API. <laughs> so that's like this old, old framework technology that – that's how plugins, you know, were originally designed to work, like with Netscape and then Firefox and and Chrome used the same framework to work with plugins, but they they removed that support. They're like, no, nope, we're done. This is old technology. We're done with it, you know. And that's what Java uses. So no more Java in Chrome. Um, Firefox still uses that that technology, but they're actually moving away from it also. So probably probably either later this year or early next year. Java won't even work in Firefox anymore. So what will so, Java do? They'll say, thank God for Internet Explorer and the U.S. government. Yeah, so it's only <laughs> going to work in IE 11. Um, Java doesn't work in Microsoft Edge, which is Microsoft's replacement for Internet Explorer. Spartan? In um, 
Should've in Windows that. 10. And so, you know, if you need Java and, and a, if you need to access a website that uses Java, your only option pretty soon is going to be either use an ancient version of Firefox or something or use um, use IE. You know, it's funny, the... though. Actually, at work, we for a long time, we had users that, like a select group of users, still needed Netscape. Like, literally the Netscape web browser to be able to access this one website. And we had to install this crazy old... You guys ever see Oracle J init? No. Oracle no. J initiator? Oh, I've heard of that. I don't know. So I we used to install a version of that on their computers. And you know what's funny about that? Oracle J initiator, all that is is Java, but it's Oracle's own version of it. Huh. That's hmm. like ancient, you know, before they bought Sun. <laughs> so Oracle used to make their own kind of version of Java. Yeah, see, that's fucking... And, uh, oh, well, Microsoft did too for a while, but they, they stopped, thankfully. That's the U.S. government. It's horrible. They knew better. Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, Java's, as a web technology, I think Java's on its way out pretty soon. Um, but Java by itself is still nice. You know, it's it's multi-platform, which is nice, you know. That's the yeah. whole point. They basically make Java for every fucking platform on the planet, so can run on PC, you know, Windows, Linux, Mac, Solaris, whatever, you know, which is nice. So it's cool. here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking, I'm just Googling now to see if this is still valid. So I think also Oracle is probably a little salty because Microsoft gets paid, I think, between 5 and $15 per, yeah, Microsoft makes 5 to $15 per every Android device sold. So, yeah, because of some patents or something. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why they're a little salty. I mean, if nobody else was making money, then they'd be like, yeah, whatever. All right, fine. But Microsoft's making money. Like Microsoft's making a lot of money off Android. They're salty right because they bought Sun with this in mind. Oh, That's a bad move. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't their only reason for buying Sun, but it I'm sure was. It's, it was one of the reasons. It probably you know? was. You know, a lot of companies get bought just for patents. I mean, look at Motorola. They got bought by Microsoft. They're like, ha-ha. They're like, we'll it? fucking, we'll, yeah. sue, we'll sue Google. They have an infinity billion dollars, and, you know, we'll we'll get a nice payday out of this. And Yeah. Have you ever met Larry what? Ellison? He's a cock. I met him at a fucking party, a wine and cheese party. Totally sure did. <laughs> did yeah. he insult your lineage? He did. Dickhead. <laughs> no, he's probably fine. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, the companies do this all the time. They buy these companies for fucking license for patents, and they don't care about anything else. You know? How do companies make money? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's let's jump into let's. Can I jump to mine real quick? Sure. Because I feel like the mine kind of segues nicely with this. So my article, I just put it in. I I read about it and uh, I put it in there. Um, how articles work, you read about them and talk about them. How do articles um, make money? That's a great, another great question. So uh, we all know Google bought uh, Boston Dynamics some time ago. Uh, I think f maybe six or seven years ago. I don't know how long ago, but a while ago. Um, and basically, they kind of let them kind of do their own thing. They're like, just do whatever you do. You know, keep all your DOD contracts. We're not going to add any more, but keep all your, do all your current stuff. So 
they let Boston Dynamics do that. And the whole concept behind this was we're building our own uh, Google Robotics division, but we bought several robotics companies to try to figure out what this means. Like we want to learn more about this robotics thing. It's outside of our wheelhouse. We want to bring the, bring the knowledge base on immediately. So they bought these companies, about five or six of them, and they let them come in. You know, some companies worked on visual stuff. Some people work on electronics. Some people worked on hydraulics. Some people worked on uh, all kinds of various applications, all doing, having to do with robotics. So um, Boston Dynamics is probably the most well-known um, because of their videos and everything like that, and the Atlas, and the Big Dog, and the Cheetah robot that runs faster than Usain Bolt, and all this kind of stuff. So, um, honestly, when I heard this, I was really excited. Like, I was super happy. I know a lot of people saw Petman, the Petman video that came out about five years ago, and they were really creeped out by it, because it's basically a guy, like a 230-pound guy robot that's just walking and it's like, yeah, this is nightmare fuel. This is a fucking Terminator, <laughs> you know? This is Terminator <laughs> version one, you know what I mean? Right here, you know? So it's fucking scary, honestly, if you see it and you have no context. Um, you know, we just, like, we just made our demise. But uh, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool because, I mean, overall, I trust Google. I'm like, Google is a business out to make money. They're not going to make some fucking death robot. And they have no, Google doesn't have any DOD contracts that I know of for making weapons or surveillance stuff. So for the most part, I trust Google to just do what they say they're going to do. Um, so I was kind of excited when they bought Boston Dynamics. Um, so we all kind of waited, and we said something will happen. Nothing happened, you know? And we thought, okay, it takes a while to make something happen. And Boston Dynamics continuously came out with new things and made new projects and, you know, all kinds of stuff and uploaded videos and a bunch of videos on their YouTube page. Uh, well, Boston Dynamics' whole process is, their whole vision is, we are going to build robotics and push this field to the edge. And that's all we're going to do. We don't care about who's paying us or anything like that. We're just going to push the robotics field to the edge. That's basically their, their kind of motto. So when Google bought them, Google kind of said, do whatever you want. And then, like five or six years in, Google's like, in 2014, they're like, um, okay, so we hired a guy to run our, our robotics division. They created a Google robotics division. They said, okay, we'd really love if you guys would, would dump hydraulics, focus purely on electronics, an, ele an ele electric-based robot, because Big Dog is way too loud, and we want to build a consumer-based robot that can be around people, and we want you guys to, to work on it. And so the guys at Boston Dynamics... Um, and the article kind of highlights it here. They say it's an us versus them mentality where it's basically like, and I think that happens anytime you have two companies that aren't fully integrated and that's what happened here. They're not integrated at all. They continue to operate on their own outside of the Google kind of mindset, uh, which it doesn't, it's kind of funny that these two companies couldn't get along, but they can't get along, you know? And Boston Dynamics was like, dude, get wrecked. We're not fucking making a fucking... <laughs> whatever, we're not doing that, B, fuck you, you know, and they said, they have some notes in there from the article, and the article's in the show notes, guys, they have some notes in the article from the last uh, sales meeting, or whatever they call it, um, where they discuss, um, they discuss what they, their reasoning, and they basically said, hey, we're too small a company to invest in building an entirely new project, 
that's going to take us 10 plus years to build. You know, we're too small to focus on that. We have no income. Our income all comes from grants, da da da, yada yada yada. Uh, so Google's like, drop your DoD thing, work on this consumer based product. And they were like, no, we're not going to do that. It's not a viable option for us. So now Google is selling Boston Dynamics. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to this company. I love Boston Dynamics. I think they make very cool products. The video, <laughs> the last video they came out that has Petman in it basically says they soured the video. It's like the video that soured the soup. <laughs> okay, I guess it soured the Google soup. I don't really know, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty sucky. So pretty, uh, it's a loss to the whole robotics world, honestly. I, I would love to have seen what Google could have done with that company. But Google has a few other companies who we haven't heard of, and I haven't done the research to find out who they were, uh, who do robotics also. So we'll see what happens. They're looking for someone to buy them now. So I believe Toyota is going to buy them. That's fucking horrible. What do you think Toyota wants with them? <laughs> to, to build, to build uh, human car assemblers? I don't know. No, they're going to build a consumer robot. They want to compete with Honda. Yeah, and oh, that's true. Ibo, not Ibo. What is it called? Don't, Ibo? They already, don't they already have a? Doesn't a Toyota already have a robot? They have something, but it's not anything. It's not even near the Honda one. Asimo. Oh. Honda's Asimo. Honda, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, the Honda Heavy Industries, fucking Honda, everything. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm curious. I I don't know. I did not read the article, and I don't know if this is answered in there, but. Other than having like no money and a small staff, were they advocating staying with hydraulics because they think it's better? Um, or like, why were they resistant to? It seemed like, and they don't really go into it in the article. I think the impression the article gives is Boston Dynamics, and I'm probably dead wrong. I'm probably misinterpreting the article. Please read it, guys, and let me know. But. From what I saw from reading the article, it seemed like Boston Dynamics kind of saying, hey, look, we've invested a lot of time and energy into this direction. And for us to shift gears right now outside of what we've been focused on, because Boston Dynamics doesn't sell a consumer-based product. All their money comes from probably Google and DoD grants. So DoD doesn't give a shit about making some quiet robot. Yeah. You know, they want to make a robot that can carry shit for Marines. Like That's what they're trying to do, among other things. So they are probably the DARPA who's giving them money is probably like, just continue doing what you're doing. <laughs> and they're and they're like, we have a good relationship with DARPA. And Google's basically all basically kind of said, created this us versus them mentality. So we don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? And it's kind of sad because it feels like the Google and Boston Dynamics not connecting is just a whole issue of like not sitting down and meeting at the table together. And not an issue of engineers not being able to work together because they're all engineers, like big brain guys who should be able to like come together, but they couldn't put it together. And I think it's more a ego issue and a working together issue than it is a incompatibility of ideas issue. Um, because well, I, also, I, 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 I good. Oh no, I was just gonna say uh, I was just scanning the article here a little bit, and apparently there was a guy who worked there called. Um, Andy Rubin. He worked for Google. Yeah. Yeah, he worked for Google, and he apparently he's the co-founder of Android. And so they put him at the head of the new robotics department in Google. Yeah. Called which is called Replicant, yeah. by the way. Awesome name. Creepy. Um. <laughs> of course, that's a reference to Blade Runner. Um, 
And so he left the company a year after Google uh, formed Replicant. He left. So there was no one left like to lead them. And then they had another leader who was there also, and he, he left this past January. Yeah. So there's nobody left with the robotics background left. Nobody yeah, there exactly. left with that background. So yeah, it, it's basically a mess, and I, it kind of surprises me that Silicon Valley doesn't have these guys out there where they could bring somebody in who has a robotics background and wants to do something cool with robots. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm I don't have a background, but I'm 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 open to come out there and work for you guys. Yeah, I wonder I'm if they had any hiring that. restrictions. Since it's still like DARPA based, could they not have hired someone from Japan or something? Because they're not a U.S. citizen. I don't know. Well, I mean, the replicant is their private thing. They could probably do whatever they wanted. Okay. You know, that's that's replicant is in is is a, is a Google moonshot thing. And oh, the, so this is the, the if you read the beginning of the article, that's they're talking about the video that soured the soup. They said people found it terrifying. The <laughs> the, the latest Atlas video. They, people found it terrifying, and they said, it's going to take my jobs. So Google has this thing where they're overly sensitive to people being bitches, yeah. uh, and which I hate, because Google pushes technology forward everywhere they can, but only in places where they think people are too stupid to notice. When people notice, they're like, oh, no, no, Ed, we didn't do this. We didn't. It's not us, you know? You know yeah, we I, didn't drop the mic. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll take that back. Yeah, exactly. And that, that pisses me off, because... I feel like they have this person saying, oh, people are scared, whatever, yada, yada, yada. It's going to take my jobs because they show the robot carrying boxes around. And I guess they're saying Boston Dynamics shouldn't have released that video. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, that's amazing technology. There's something to be proud of there. You know, they're showing a cool ass robot doing something amazing. And let me tell you something. If you are fucking stupid enough to believe that your job as a warehouse worker is safe, dude, you need to fucking go get retrained and you need to go back to fucking high school, okay? Yeah. Because you are not... I'm, I'm, I, hey, look, I'm telling you guys right now, anybody out there who's working a warehouse, you work at fucking McDonald's, you fucking move boxes for a living, you are not going to have a job in fucking 15 years, okay? I guarantee you, all right? You, you're going to either be fucking living on the dole or you're going to have to go back and go back to school to get into a high Actually, school. Actually, James, it's funny you say that. I, I don't have it right now, but I did see an article recently where... A McDonald's franchise owner said yes. he, he wanted to replace everyone with uh, with robots or something. McDonald's is testing that. There you go. There's a test location. They are testing that. Okay. And if they can, they will. I've been saying for years, like, for, look, there for the longest time, the technology has existed where if CVS or Rite Aid or Walgreens or whatever your local pharmacy is nationwide – uh, your pharmacy slash store, if you're in the UK, Sainsbury's, let me show how much I know about this stuff. Um, <laughs> if, you know, it, there's, there's, there's always been the technology that you could walk into a place, go to an ATM-like machine and say, I would like this. And a robotic arm could go back, pull it from a fucking shelf, throw it in a, in a drop chute, and you could just pick it up out of the chute. That technology exists today. It, it existed 10 years ago. The only reason we haven't done it is because people are gun-shy, and the people who have these stores are like, oh, well, I'm just going to continue with conventional wisdom. But as soon as, Mike, as, soon as Mike McDonald's can show a marketable increase, increase in cost and savings and shows that people actually don't care if a person serves them or not, 
guess what? Every company's going to be on it. Okay, because they're going to realize human beings don't actually care if they fucking go to a new store and see Jenny Joe, Jenny Joe Bob or not. Here's the thing. Right. And I'm sorry I'm going down this wormhole with this, but this is what fucking IO panel is all about. It's like it's all about me ranting and Michael and Evan being my fucking victims. So let's let me just jump in here. Okay. Um, The thing is, we are so used to shitty service at fast food restaurants. The only time, the only restaurant, and I think this is probably universal. I don't can't speak for where Evan is. He's down in the down south, but I think Michael can probably agree with this. The only restaurant you go to, fast food restaurant you go to for good customer service, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A, exactly. It's Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A serves one thing, okay, and they, they it's oh it's only okay. Actually, it's pretty fucking good, but they serve one thing, and it's just fucking chicken, fried and fucking grilled. That's it. They don't serve anything else. And it's not like so spectacular. I'm, Damn, Chick-fil-A, I want to suck your dick. It's just like, okay, this is all right. This is a good piece of chicken, you know? But here's the thing. Chick-fil-A, I hate to say this, but when you go there, the people are like, hey, how you doing? I'd like to take your order. You're a human being and you're important to me. It's not like some fucking person who like doesn't give, who gives zero fucks about you, who like some high school students like get fucked and is like, I just have this job because I'm trying to fucking pay for blow. You know, it's that person isn't working at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is full of like basically the cheerleader and your and the girl next door who's like, hey, you're a human being and I want to treat you like one. So the only place that I think won't that won't change to a robot employee, a robot staff, is Chick-fil-A because their money, their whole business model is good customer service. But every other place, nobody cares. Dude, you don't go to Taco Bell because you want to see the fucking 400 pound fucking clerk make your burrito you don't give a shit a robot can spit that fucking thing out and give you the exact same burrito and exact same taste every time and that's what i like i hate going to a restaurant and you say this was really good you get it and it's all fucked up okay and it's not that it's not right you know how many times i've gone to mcdonald's and ordered a hot caramel mocha my favorite thing and it comes fucked up and i'm like how did this get screwed up more times than i can count like, let's say out of 10, seven times has been fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. I would love to go to a restaurant and say, because I'm a firm believer, and we can put this on our list like the sandwich debate of last show, I'm a firm believer that the cheese needs to go between the meat and the other thing, okay? If, if it's two pieces of meat, you got to have cheese between it. If it's bacon and meat, you got to have bacon cheese meat. Okay, McDonald's for some <laughs> fucking reason has bacon, meat, cheese, bun. Why would I want the cheese between the fucking bun? That's stupid. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I'm if there are multiple stuff. layers, that is. But but you guys understand, cheese is the yeah, fucking. Yeah, I understand. Glue. Cheese is the glue. If I go, cheese should go on top of the the burger. Patty, Correct. whatever is going to melt it. What? Okay. What if there's bacon? It should be the burger, the cheese, then the bacon. No, no, no. You're a fucking savage. You're, You're fucking talking about monster. the burger, then on top of the burger, the cheese, then on top of the cheese, the bacon. I get what you're saying, but you're speaking from a marketing standpoint. You've seen too many commercials. <laughs> you what are. You've seen too many commercials. How the do you put it? brainwashed you to believe that the cheese looks beautiful. It's melting across the fucking... Fuck you. Where's this supposed to go? You gotta have bacon, cheese, burger. 
No, I don't agree. Didn't I just say that? That's your. That's the exact Are same thing, but same you're thing? you're flipping it upside down. No, the cheese is the glue between the bacon and the burger. That's what he's that's saying too. What I just too. fucking said. No, he said bacon burger cheese. I mean, he said he no. said cheese burger bacon. That's what he said. No. Nope. I said a patty. Then on top of the patty, cheese. Then on top of the cheese, bacon. Who goes from the ground up? Yes, you're. That's okay. how you build it. We said that's. <laughs> that's how you build everything. Okay, so we're on the same page. Okay, the we're motherfuck- on the same page. Yeah. yeah. So we got it straightened out. Everyone, calm but, down. But you get Christ. my point, right? You get my point. Like, if I go to McDonald's, actually, I didn't get to my point. But if you go to McDonald's, and I oftentimes <laughs> do, and I say, I go to the thing, I say, I'd like a, uh, I'd like a sausage egg McMuffin with cheese. Can you please put the cheese between the egg? Probably seven times out of ten, the order is right. The other time, I'm dealing with a person who has fucking peanut butter in their goddamn ears, and they're like, huh? 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 Or my favorite, K? 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 I'm like, oh my god, I guess I'm not going to get this. And then I just get to the fucking thing, and they're like, I give them the money, and I'm sorry, people who are like, James just made a fucking, he's like against Spanish people. I'm not against Spanish people, but if you're going to fucking serve me food, you need to be speak, you be able to speak English. You know, and I know that's offensive to people. They're like, no, just let them say whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck, okay? You're fucking serving food. You got to speak English, dude. To to, to Americans, you got to speak English. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? You guys not, not agree with me? No, you're not wrong. Okay, yeah, thank you. I'm going to say uh, what no one wants yeah. to say, but it's the truth. That's why you go to Chick-fil-A, because everybody speaks fucking English in there. I know that sounds fucked up, but we're in America. This is fucking, this is how it is. If you speak bad English, Depends fine. on the location. No, yeah, you're right, you're right. If you speak bad English, okay, fine. Uh, or you speak only okay English, that's fine. But if you like speak really fucked up English and you really can't speak English and you don't know most of the words and you're working the drive-through, you shouldn't be the drive-through, you know. But anyway, I'm going on and on about fucking fast food. But the point is, all these restaurants have built such a bad reputation with users that no one will care when the majority of restaurants switch to a fully automated system. That's the point. Sorry, I went all off board and fucking like turned this into a fucking <laughs> an episode no, full of hate. <laughs> so a couple things. I think if if they if McDonald's switched to a fully automated system and enabled you to customize your order to such an extent as to arrange the items within the order, like to layer them as you wish, then that would be trivial for a machine to do but a human would very likely fuck that up i'm also curious what would happen if the next time you order a sausage egg biscuit or mcmuffin or whatever if you order cheese on the side and are able if they give you a slice of cheese on the side if you're able to do it yourself it is madness i'm curious no one but i'm curious what would happen if they'd be like uh we don't do that I mean, they probably wouldn't look Or if they, if they would put a piece of cheese on top of the biscuit and wrap it up, and then it would just be melted on top, on top of the biscuit. <laughs> on top of the whole thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they would do that. It's like, okay, I don't know if they have Wawa where you are, but if you go to Wawa, you can order certain things on the side and certain things can't. You can't order on the side. It's a category issue. And I think that the system is smart enough to know how to categorize certain stuff to say, okay, this is obviously, or not the system, but the database that they build 
they're not going to allow you to put certain things on the side. You can't put a slice of cheese on the side. It doesn't make sense. You know, you can put salt and pepper and pickles on the side and you'll get a cup of salt and pepper or pickles, you know. So I can see you getting a burger with pickles thrown inside the packaging by the fucking robot arm. And it's like all wrapped up together in a big mess. I could see that, you know, but I, I guarantee they'll do stuff to limit that. Like, I feel like this system is going to be so refined and so easy well, to James, use. Every place like McDonald's and all these places should have that that system you're talking about that Wawa has. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a screen where you can order exactly what you want. You're like, yeah. yeah, I'll take a Big Mac. And you can say, okay, no cheese or double cheese or add bacon or whatever you want to do. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Or extra patties. Like, you can order extra meat at Wawa. You can get, like, a pound of turkey or something. Yeah. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I don't see why. Like, why do I have to talk to some fucking idiot? I mean, you know, not turkey. But, yeah. No, well, time. yeah. Like, <laughs> why do I have to talk to some person when I go to the fucking store? Like, I mean, I know it's like uh, it's good to talk to people and stuff. I'm not saying it's bad to talk to people. I'm just saying, but there's no reason for you to have to go and like deal with some shenanigans and horse shit every time you go to the store. Like, oh, okay, I don't really give a shit about what you're ordering. I'm just gonna fucking. Fuck and up. have you been to any drive-through where the person speaking to you is not actually inside that building? Wow, no. They're like in a call center. Oh my god, does that happen? That I've been, I've, I've had that happen before. Yeah, I had them. I had it where they weren't in the building; they were standing right there. Oh yeah, that happened. Well, that's like if something's broken. Well, yeah, that was the other day. I went to McDonald's and the guy was standing outside. I was like, "What the fuck?" Every weekend that happens in the McDonald's here, but I've girl. never seen that before in my life. Till the the ladies every weekend she's ago. standing outside in the morning in the drive-through, and I I think that they do. I thought that it was because, quicker or something. Yeah, I think they have a system. Have you seen the McDonald's that have two drive-throughs? Yes, it's horrible. They have, they have two lanes no. and it's split. So Double drive-throughs in general are fucking horrible. Well, I think what I think what they do is I think every I don't even get how that works. Well, I think every McDonald's got updated with a system that will allow them to have another person acting as a physical drive-through who they just stand there and they put orders in and then the computer can a cycle those th- those things through as people move through the system. So I think that's a, a universal system that all drive-thrus, all McDonald's have. And if there's a busy time, they can pull out the machine and go stand outside and take people's orders and send them through. So yeah, I think I think that's what was going on. Yeah, I don't think it's a matter of something being. I mean, they used to do it when something's broken, but now I think I've seen it too much here. There's no way their drive-thrus broken every weekend. You know, I understand why companies might like it for money making purposes, because if you see a, a drive through line that's wrapping around the building, you're like, fuck it, I'm not going there. But if it's split into two, you'd be like, oh, the line's not that long, but it's still the same number of people. Also, if you 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 don't like order in a certain sequence, like they could take if you're next to someone, they'll take that person's order, then take your order. But if you only order one thing. And they're fucking around with their wallet or something. You pull up first. They don't keep track of. They don't keep good track of who orders what. So like your order in the line is a hassle. Well, you you're know, about like this double drive-through thing. Yeah. Never See, once. I don't even get happened. how that would work. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a um, the 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 Chick-fil-A by my house has two order-taking like yes. menu things and one drive-through. Correct. And McDonald's by my house has the same situation. Every time I've used those, I've picked a side randomly, and never once has my order been fucked up. I don't know okay. how they do it, but they know. Mine has. As I won't say it's common. I don't frequent 
drive-thrus, but it has happened. I don't like them in general still, though. Okay, I get that. Because there's a high quotient of fucked up, and also you can deal with some assholes like, I want to use a coupon. A coupon. <laughs> so, yeah. I want to use a coupon and get a nuclear... Nuclear. Nuclear. Um, nuclear. <laughs> a fucking sandwich or whatever the fucking dumb shit they're saying. You know, fucking Walmart people. Um, Evan, you know dude, something about that. At, at my job, I'm yeah. sorry, I have to say this. I just heard at my job, they were talking, we were talking about this, we went to lunch, and... They said they were talking about the, the Walmart, local Walmart by my by my office, and they said, uh, the gremlins. Oh, <laughs> the gremlins? <laughs> like the gremlins. The Walmart <laughs> gremlins. And they're talking about the classic Walmart shopper. And I hate to say this. I mean, I've gone to Walmart, you know what I mean? But I've seen the gremlins. I think there's a blog called The People of Walmart, and that's what Yes, there is. About. Yeah, I go there occasionally. They have a... Uh, Tyson's chicken wings, the tequila lime flavored, oh, and they cool. also have diet cream soda, which, well, they have diet cream soda in two liter bottles, which is the only store in my local area that has that. Otherwise, I can pay like $6 for a four pack of Dr. Brown's diet cream soda. Dr. Like, Brown? I don't know. It's like artisan comes in a glass bottle. Oh, way, way overpriced. Like Doctor Bob Lloyd on top. No. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys see what Giants doing now? No. They're they're getting all fancy. Explain. They're getting all fancy, huh? Yep. You better not be talking about Peapod. No, this right here. Look at my look at my screen. Oh. And uh, oh yeah. Oh, giant cream soda. Yeah. yeah, but look at this, man. Brewed in small batches, pure cane sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all that's, to, that's to appeal to the hipster community. Yeah, yeah I noticed. At, they're competing with, like, everybody else who's doing that. And they're trying to... I, like, I mean, think about it. Giant and Safeway and Giant Giant Eagle brands, they're probably losing their fucking shirt to the Harris Teeters and the Wegmans of the world. You know, all these, like, kind of chains that like do this artisan stuff yeah and trader joe's trader joe's yeah they're probably losing their fucking hat to those people well yeah i don't know about wegmans i mean that shit is so expensive it's ridiculous i just saw where they were they were sued or something well whole foods was maybe you're confusing the w's oh maybe it's whole foods i don't know Same. wegmans is pretty awesome okay yeah yeah not wegmans Sorry, yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah. Whole Foods. yeah they're all, them. They're they're all artisan, fancy. They're artisan fucking. Ar- no, for jacking up prices, yeah. uh, unreasonably. Artisanal, uh, what's it? Artisanal uh, asparagus water. Yes. <laughs> they like yeah, take that, the garbage uh, water off the off had, like, asparagus, <laughs> featuring crushed almond shells. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they had, oh man, they had packaged, like, oranges that were peeled. Yeah. Like slices, but like, you know, like just like you peeled it and you peeled apart the slice, like the natural slices in an orange. And then that was like in a, in a plastic package. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? <laughs> well, you know what? I think I, I, I commend them for saying, how can we make this fucking grocery shopping game even more ridiculous? So <laughs> I give them credit for that because they have a willingness to go out to go do things. Nobody else Everyone else is like, because you think about it, how can you innovate the grocery shopping experience? You know, you can, there's obviously better ways to do it. They didn't innovate, but they just said, fuck it, let's do something ridiculous. Like, 
they know people, they know who the Whole Food shopper is. They know that the Whole Food shopper is an asshole, you know, who wants to buy artisanal fucking asparagus water and fucking, fucking something called unicorn tears. Like, they know who their fucking grocery shopper is. So, of course, they're going to fucking peel an orange and put it in a fucking packaging, you know? Because <laughs> they know that they, they, they know. I mean, they, you know, they, it's funny. Them doing that and getting caught for it and getting called out on it is just like, it tells you how much they think of their, the, the kind of hipster asshole who shops in, the, in a Whole Foods, you know? And what's sad is I, I actually like Whole Foods. Like, I go there, I'm like, man, they got some nice stuff here, you know? And this they do cool. have nice stuff. They got nice stuff at Trader Joe's and Wegmans, too. When I walk into a Whole Foods, I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, something wrong about this. There was a Wegman's around here. I'd be happy to go, but you know. Yeah, I mean, there's one like half an hour from you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. What? Venison. Yeah, you get venison at at some Wegman's, not all of them, but some Wegman's has venison hmm. in them. You know, I still never had that. Uh, yes, you have. We that's had, a lie. We had it at the shooting range, and it was pretty tough and gross, and not. No, we didn't. Not not spectacular. We did. We had we had venison burgers. No, I don't think yes, we did. We did. Yes, we did. We did. I'm pretty sure we didn't. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. It didn't happen. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Mike, you got to start shopping at a Korean Corner or H Mart. Those now, places are great. Should Should I actually yeah. do that, or is that a mistake? No, they're great. You should check it out one time. I mean, I've I've been there a couple times, you know. But I have seen your shopping lists from. She who shall not be named, uh-huh. and uh, there are certain things you would not find. But um, right, I think you should just remove those from the list. It's and not move a, on with your lives. It's not a regular store, but it's a, it definitely has some good deals. And and for the because we're just talking now, we're not actually covering a show's information. And a regular listeners are like, uh, "What the fuck is this show about now?" Uh, whatever. Just so you guys understand, the H Mart and the Korean Corner are ethnic. Uh, like like an Asian market, but they mostly yeah. cover the ethnic, the non-covered, non-addressed ethnicities that you find in a standard United States grocery store. So they have like a, a very diverse Asian section and African section, and they sell weird fish and weird meat and weird, you know, blackened chicken and black rice and all kinds of weird shit and tongue and all kinds of crazy stuff. But honestly, the deals on the meat are good. Balut. The food's good. The fish is good. I don't think you'll find any balut there. Produce deals are always good. Yeah, produce is always very good. Fresh uh, fruits and vegetables. They have um, durian. Durian. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that there in the frozen section. Uh Do not attack the durian. But you should definitely, like, try, try to shop there once legitimately and see how it goes. Which one? Uh, I'd probably go to H Mart. Okay. Yeah. Korean Corner is more crowded. That's where oh, we got okay. the Japanese gum, Michael. Yeah, and black, black. Black, black, and demons. Yeah. <laughs> the clove gum? The clove gum, yeah. It was ridiculously delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Filipino market by my house, which I've fallen in love with, which is pretty good. Um, and they sell Pocky there, the Japanese cracker cho- covered chocolate thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they also sell the crazy Chinese tea that's crystals. It's pretty awesome. Is it uh, ginger tea? Yeah, or, I have some in my yeah. bag right now. 
I have an entire bag of it on my counter, yep. which I have not opened. Quite good. Mm -hmm. Took it to work and confused many employees. <laughs> yeah. People were quite upset. They're like, this is very spicy tea, James. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? Yeah. yeah. Spicy tea? Yeah. Yeah. Ginger is fantastic for you and helps uh, reduce prostate cancer. Clean you out? No. Oh. Cleans your nose out, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. it makes the back of your throat itch. Yeah. Drink too much. You know, green, all, uh, all positives. Yeah. Green tea. That, that'll clean you out. Green tea is disgusting. It's great. Eh. If you drink green tea in the form where it's supposed to be good for you, it's disgusting. Which is the, when it's that weird powder, right? No, not matcha. Uh, I mean, it's like if you just brew green tea, like tea leaves in water oh, yeah. with no, like no sweetener, you're like, ugh, this is definitely soaked water and leaves. Yeah. I don't want any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's how I drink it. I, I don't drink it with the tea leaves. I, I drink the, the matcha one you're talking about. It's like, yeah, that one's it's, good. It's like a powder or something, but it's not sweetened. It just tastes like blah, you know? It's still better. It's more expensive, though, I think. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh, yeah, we're recording a tech podcast. Yeah, let's talk about some some uh, something else Japanese since we... No, it's not Japanese. It's Chinese or something. Um, a professor of engineering by the name of, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Zen Chang Ma or Zhen Chang Ma has, uh, worked to create a new, thinner, more versatile, wearable, uh, circuitry, basically. You can most, mostly designed for use in like, uh, hospitals and biotechnology at first, um, I believe, so kind of like a temporary tattoo or second scan or something like that. It has uh, integrated circuits into it. They could measure your heart rate, sun exposure, um, you know, everything that if you're in a hospital or emergency room, they attach a whole bunch of shit to you and it's really annoying and you can't move. It would potentially alleviate a, a good portion of that. Hmm. It's also supposed to be wireless using 5G eventually the whole spectrum i guess currently um they have uh, uh, operational units that can go up to that communicate up to 40 gigahertz i don't know what that actually means for its capabilities but uh pretty i believe that's some pretty good data throughput there um so they achieved a a technology that's about one t it's actually a little bit less than one tenth of the width of of its predecessors and more durable by sort of weaving the circuit, the, uh, the circuits in an S pattern and twisting them. So if you, you know, curl up your arm or flex your arm or something like that, uh, the circuits have room to stretch and not break. Hmm. Pretty cool. Um, I don't know how they're going to power it though. It does not mention that. Maybe there'll be like a small electrical lead. You just put like a, one of those alligator clips on it or something. Or, you know, I don't know if there have been uh, leaps and bounds made in human power. Maybe you are the battery. I really don't know. They do mention 
Um, you know, it can be used to for monitor vital signs, fitness, sun exposure. But then they mentioned play music and charge other electronics around you or purify the air. I don't know where they're going with this, that's but I thought weird. it was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's that's like but, taking a huge leap. I wonder how that'll work. Yeah, I have no idea. But aside from the power question and uh, perhaps some some ethical issues with uh, you being the battery and whatnot, um, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that they can at least start making this kind of stuff wireless. Maybe uh, I would like to say it won't have like security risks. I don't think it's going to be based on Android or iOS or anything. So I don't know if you can, uh, you can man in the middle, fake someone's uh, fake a heart attack and get someone, you know, a quadruple dose of medication that will subsequently kill them. Jesus I don't know Christ. my mind. What man? That's where my mind goes. Murder. It's like, uh, the <laughs> not net. directly. It's like the net indirectly. Yes. It's like the net. So this brand new technology is 20 years old or so, mm -hmm. which reiterates the fact that innovation now is from sci-fi movies that are two decades old. Why do you say it's 20 years old? I don't know. Didn't the net come out in like 1995? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, Evan, uh, like you were saying, is this susceptible to a hack? There's uh, apparently there's a, uh, you know, I don't really know much about it, but there's a medical device that people have. And I don't know if it's implanted in them or it's partially implanted in them or I'm not sure how it works. What's like an insulin pump? Yes, I've seen people with that. Okay. I have not, but you probably know more about it than me then. Apparently these things now are highly connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is possible to attack them spectacular yeah mm -hmm. you just hope you can remain anonymous that you uh let people know you don't have one <laughs> but they're know, very the, obvious <laughs> the sad thing is i think something like this won't be attacked like in a direct like i hate jeff i'm gonna fuck with this insulin pump i think it's more gonna be attacked like oh the company who manages these has horrible security and now i have a database of these random things let me start fucking with them and see what happens. Oops. 3,000 people just died in fucking Cincinnati. You know, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, or if a hospital gets infected with malware again. Yeah. If this, if, you know, all these will be fucked. I don't know. Again, just uh, interesting wearable technology. Did you guys hear about that? Um, yeah. <laughs> you guys hear about that? Uh, there was a... Um... An employee who got fired from a like a car dealership, and so he wasn't. They didn't rescind his access, <laughs> or they didn't do it quick enough, or I don't know what. Apparently, this company, this car dealership, or whatever it is, if people, I don't know how it was so tied in with them, but like if they had this thing installed in all their cars that they sold that if you're late on your payments, they can remotely disable your car. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and so crazy. this guy went in and started, of course, he got fired. He's like, all right, fuck this company. And he started remotely disabling people's cars. Just like randomly. Hmm. 
And he didn't either. turn them all off? No. In one but fell like, swoop? But get this. It's like, you know, let's say you're on your way to work in the morning, and it doesn't just shut the car off. Like, you didn't drive. You're going 60 down the highway, and it's like, doosh, you know, off. It doesn't do that. But what it does, okay, your car got the kill signal. You're driving. You know, you're driving. You're driving. Oh, let me stop at 7-Eleven and get something to drink. You stop, turn the car off, go get something to drink, come back out, the car won't start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so maybe you get to work, but then when you try to leave or go to lunch or something, the car mm-hmm. won't start. Or maybe you stop off somewhere and now you can't get to work. You know, it's like, ah. So, yeah, it took them uh, a few days to figure that one out. Well, you know, uh, that's, a, you, know, the, you know, that's the kind of thing where there's the a insider third- threat. Well, no, but there's a there's a there's a there's a, a control security control for that, and if you know your SysP, it's uh, what's it called? Something lease access or something like that. So you don't have a system where like everybody can get into this high level thing. You have like there's a to guy whose job off. it is to yeah. shut cars off, not a fucking car dealership guy who like washes cars or sells cars who has the ability to shut cars off. It's like everyone gets access to the system and everyone's an administrator. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it? What is the term? It's something privilege of least access or something like well, that. It's least privilege. Yeah, yeah, least privilege. There that's you all. go. And that's how or, it is. And or separation of duties, you know? Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, yep. Yeah. So that that's that's like a fucking a good red teaming would have fixed that. You know, they could have caught it. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. That's just dumb. That's their fault. I wouldn't even... I would fucking thank him. They should shake his fucking hand and say, you know, you're a hero. You saved us a lot of money down the road <laughs> because you caught this. You know? He should never should have had access to that. Um, or it should be at least like, turn your key, sir. Turn your key. You know, it should be like that. Like, two people have to press a button, you know, or something to turn off someone's car. Uh, I concur. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. We both sign off, you know, we sign a fucking letter and sign your name to some, anyway, okay, I'm going on. Anyway, continue. No, that's it. Yeah, that's all. Uh, But we can uh, move on to another technology that's too smart. Uh, Ray Kurzweil, which we're all familiar with. I'll, I'll call him the father of the singularity, even though it's probably not exactly correct, but yeah. He's like, um, a, he's like an AI guy. Yes. In 2012, he started working for Google, and they brought him on as uh, director of engineering. I don't know if it's over all of Google, but definitely to work on their natural language recognition program or programs at the time. So he he and his team are going to release a chatbot later this year named Danielle which is named after a character from a book he wrote named Danielle. Um, And he's very creative. And uh, he says you should be able to have interesting conversations. He believes still that 2029 is apparently the year where the, I guess the Turing test will be uh, legitimately passed, which is where, you know, if you talk to someone, um, you cannot tell if it's a human or AI. So mm-hmm. he still he still holds to that, you know that in 2029 you'll be able to have meaningful conversations with uh, with AI. But you know, currently and once his chatbot is released, you'll be able to have interesting conversations. 
so he's still saying that 2029 is the yep when it's when it's really going to happen. Yep, he was uh, sort of a, a virtual guest on uh, during a symposium um, recently, and he was asked about chatbots, and he that's he he mentioned that in his in his answer. The Turing test was passed in 2014. The what? The Turing test was passed in 2014. Is that not good enough for him, or? Apparently not. Okay. It was passed? Yeah, it was passed. I remember hearing about it. I just Googled it, and it was. It was passed in 2014 by a computer program called Eugene Gooseman. Which, uh... <laughs> G-O-O-S-E-M-E-N. No, no, it's, uh... Yeah, no. Guzman, no. It's... <laughs> G-O-O-S-T-M-A-N, Goost Gostman, um, which simulates a 13-year-old Ukrainian boy said to have passed the Turing test. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they did that on purpose. And, like, if you – if whoever was testing with it expected competency of a 13-year-old and they were like, okay, that's good enough. I don't know. Maybe. I think the way the Turing test works is you just ask random questions to a thing. It's like to introduce yourself to a person and the person you say, how old are you? It's like 13. Mm -hmm. Oh, how old are you? I'm fucking 212. That can't be true. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like that. I don't think it's, and it's like you have people asking, you have people talking, and you have computers talking, and you don't know if you're getting a person. It's blind. It's like a double blind test or whatever. I think. I, I just realized that in uh, the movie Blade Runner, that's basically what they're doing. Is it the Void Comp machine? Yeah. You know, they're asking questions to determine responses and blah, 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 and whatever, you know, to see if you're a fucking replicant, right? Mm hmm. I just realized that's that's pretty much the same thing. Mind blown. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the I'm sure everyone knew that and I'm just a fucking idiot, but you know, there you go. So I don't know, wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dick. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, no, that's cool though. I'm uh, Yeah. I'm glad uh, Mr. Kurzweil is still alive and kicking and doing his thing. Is he the one who, like, purifies uh, his blood or something with, like, something? With nanites, uh, probably. No, he's he the one. He's the one who, um, so he takes, like, 300 pills a day. Like, yeah. literally. 300 pills a day. Yeah. Um, What's but, his stack? Know, hmm? What's his stack? What does that mean? That means... The supplements he takes. Oh yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he's written two books about it. Oh. Him and him and an actual doctor, um, Terry Grossman, I think, is the doctor. I think it's you know something like live long enough to live forever or some shit like that. Well, let's um, get on top of that. I'm all about taking 300 pills a day. So give me subs going on. Can't miss. I, I just Goog- I just started googling live long enough, and it said. Live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> to see yourself become the what? The, the villain. villain. It's like you you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. What's that from? Uh, I think it's from Batman. Is it just life? I think it's from The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. 
but it was probably a saying before then. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's from Christopher Nolan. I was wondering who would break first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the uh, here. I'll I'll send you guys the link and I'll put it in the show notes too, just so we have it. Um, thank you. This is uh, the book I was just talking about here. I found it on Amazon. It's Speak called of Fantastic. The devil and he shall appear. <laughs> it's called Fantastic Voyage. Live long enough to live forever. So that awesome. is the um, book where he talks about like the pills and everything that he takes, the supplements and stuff. Nice, thank you. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've been I've been meaning to read that one, and I'm not sure I, if I have that one or if I have another one, but I just got one recently. Um, so, yeah, the only book I've read from Ray Kurzweil is, um, what's it called? The Singularity is Near, yeah. which is a great book. Everyone should read it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, did you guys yeah. read any books recently since you were just mentioning that? It's a good question. Um, I, I've only been reading old stuff. Meaning stuff, things I've already read, because that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we talked about it last week or not. We probably did. I I reread Demon and Freedom TM by yes, you know Suarez. Mm-hmm. So excellent books. Everyone checks it out. And then I switched over to Mark Tufo, who he he writes these zombie Fallout series of books. And he has several different series of books, which, inter- with you know, related and intertwined characters. And so I switched over to another series. I'm reading Lycan Fallout. Yes. So, that's a uh, that's a pretty good one. I believe they've released two of those so far, and the third one should be out soon. But I'm uh, on book one right now, and it is pretty pretty good. I feel like I, I feel like I have light like in Fallout in my thing, and I haven't read it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you do. I Say, think I was do. just uh, I was just fucking around in your account. You definitely have it. Yeah, I, I don't think I've read it. <laughs> I, I think I've I think I just uh, yeah I don't think I've read it. It's I that's thought, a good one, man. I thought I listened to some of it. And it was pretty good, but it, I told you that guy frustrates me. The character kind of frustrates me. He's very pouty about living forever and being a fucking vampire and shit. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. This is fucking bullshit. Like, stop being a fucking emo douche nozzle. Come on, pick it up. Um, <laughs> let me jump to what I looked at here. So I got a couple books. So last week, uh, I told you guys I just finished. I just got the Prepper's Crucible Omnibus. Uh, I finished that one. Very good book. If you're into prepping or you're interested in that kind of lifestyle, this is a good book. He doesn't go into the crazy detail of the uh, of the... Uh, Henry Rawls or something, whatever Lee Rawls books are. Um, but he does this, they do go into a general kind of a like areas of coverage and things you should do and things like that and building your proper crew and everything else. So they do do that. That's a pretty good book. Prepper's Crucible Omnibus. It's on Audible, our sponsor. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, another series that I'm absolutely in love with, and this guy's a sci fi god as far as I'm concerned. There's two sci fi gods there's David Weber. And there's B.V. Larson. And B.V. Larson is a fucking sci-fi hero because everything he makes is fucking amazing. And he is—he basically thinks like me uh, when it comes to these books. Because, you know, a lot of times you'll listen to something or watch something 
or read something and you'll think, oh man, the hero should do this, but then he doesn't do that. He does something stupid and you're like, oh, okay. You know, you keep listening or you keep reading or watching, but you know, you kind of wish they had applied it the way you thought was right. B.V. Larson always applies it the way I think is right. <laughs> you know, I don't know why, but he always does. So I love his books. Um, he has several series all running concurrently, all in different universes. Um, one of them is the Undying Mercenary series. Another one is, uh, uh, it has a bunch of different books. I think the last one is Demon Star. It's a book about aliens coming to planet Earth. I think, Michael, I think I sent you this one a long time ago uh, where the main character starts a group called the Star Force or whatever. Anyway, that's a, it's like a 14 or 15 book series. Um, this new one that I just finished uh, is called Homeworld, which is part of the Undying Mercenary series. It's absolutely great. Um, it This book, I feel like, is probably B.V. Larson's fun book. Like, he does it because he wanted to make a character, and he never said this. I never read this anywhere. This is how I feel after reading his other stuff. This character, this, this protagonist, is so much fun, and he's such an asshole that you're like, I love this guy. Like, he's a jerk. Like, He's a jerk to women, he's a jerk to men, he's a jerk to everybody, and he's, like, really funny about it, and you're like, sometimes I'll be listening and I'll just laugh, you know, it's like, just I'll just start laughing. Like, he says, uh, he's basically in a military, he lives in a, he lives on Earth, and in this universe's history, the, an alien group called the Galactus come and say, okay, you have two choices. You can join us or we're going to fucking slaughter your whole race and fucking purify your planet uh, and then put someone else here. If you join us, you have to have a trade good. And we don't know what your trade goods to be, but you have, to, you have like one year to decide. And so humans decided they couldn't do anything else. So they said, we're going to be mercenaries. So they said, okay, fine. You'll be mercenaries. That's your trade good. So all, so we will supply you with ships and crews to crew the ships and we're going to take you to different planets who want to buy, pay for your mercenary services. Um, and they're the only group within the Galactic Empire that's allowed to do that. So he becomes, the main character becomes a member of Legion Varus, which is one of the legions that goes away to fight. And it basically kind of goes from there. It's really good, really well written, because B.V. Larson's is a sci-fi genius. But the character says stuff like... <laughs> You know, they say, are you ready to go back into the whatever? You know, this is some fucking meat grinder, some place where he's guaranteed to die. And he's like, absolutely. I'm, he's like, I'm ready to go. He's like, beam me into a fucking sun, you know, let's go. You know, and it's the stuff he says is just so hilarious. And he is constantly getting laid and constantly just being a total dick bag. But uh, he's innocent in the only way that a dick bag can be. But it's really good. So it's my one of my favorite book series, and it just this one just came out on the twenty sixth. I picked it up, and listened to it. I was done with it in two days. It was great. Is uh, that Star Carrier? No, that's it's called Homeworld. And if you go oh, look, okay. you'll see. If you look through the se- if you go back and look at other books in the series, it's called the first one's called The Undying Mercenaries. I think it's called Death World or something like that. <laughs> yeah, basically every book is called something world: Death World, Dust World, Tech World. Homeworld, um, maybe another one's called uh, Waterworld or something like that, but they all have some, it's something world, um, with places where the mercenaries go to fight um, in various different situations. Uh, 
Another book that I got by Jay Allen. I like Jay Allen, but he's a weird sci-fi guy. Like it seems like every book is his first book. So he has all these weird, he does weird stuff in his books, and you're like, what's going on? And but the stories are good, but the characters are overdeveloped or underdeveloped. It's just very strange. And I, I kind of begrudgingly listen to his books, but every time I'm like, why'd I do that to myself? So the one I just got was all Gehenna Dawn, uh, the Portal Wars book one. Very similar to the Undying Mercenaries, except in the Undying Mercenaries series, they can't die. When they die, they get reborn in this alien machine. In this, when you die, you're dead. And basically, everyone is a conscript army sent through the portal by the UN who has taken over the planet Earth to build an army of conscript slaves to fight this alien horde. And the main character finds out that the alien horde thing is bullshit and it was just a power grab by the UN. So now he's waging a war against the UN, you know, and I just summed up the entire first book right there. I told you the whole first book, Um, but it takes Jay Allen six hours to do that. And at the beginning of every chapter, there's a journal entry from out of the main character's journal and that it does nothing to forward the plot. All it does is tell us more about his himself as a person, which it's repeats the same stuff we already know about him, that he's introverted emo fucktard. And it just repeats the same thing over and over again. So it's pretty annoying. Honestly, the story is good, but the character development's bad. It's over characters are overdeveloped. And he doesn't and he misses like things that are important, he just drops out. You know, like you're like they kill a major character. And they gloss over it like a fucking guy just she's like, oh, and he changed his underwear. Like, it's like that. Like, he's like, and he killed Mr. Johnson or whatever. You know, it's not like, like, we want to see this bad guy fucking get roasted. And like, like we, I want to hear three hours about this guy's death because he's the worst character in the book and we all hate him. And he glosses over it like it's like nothing happened. Like, bam, I shot him. It's it, you know, so I don't know. Uh, that was okay, and I went ahead and bought the next one in the series, which is like pure pain. I had to stop listening to it. It's called <laughs> The 10,000 by Jay Allen. It's the next book in the Porter Wars series. Uh, it just, I kind of hoped that he would do like he's done in his previous books, and where it get, the story gets a little bit better and more refined, but it didn't happen, and I'm probably about, I don't know how far through that I'm in. I have seven hours and 55 minutes of it left, which I'll probably never finish. Um, another book that I did get into, unfortunately, there's no more of it. The T it's called TFS Ingenuity, the Terran, Terran fleet, uh, Terran fleet, something or other. Hold on. Let me just see if I can see what it's called. Oh, I don't want to download it. That's what it stands for. Something or other. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like the Terran <laughs> fleet command saga book one. Yeah. T- yeah, t- mm. yeah, exactly. The Terran fleet command saga book one. It's pretty good. This was actually a pretty good book. Um, I enjoyed it. It's written by a chick, which is very odd, uh, Tori L. Harris. But uh, Did women write books? No, I mean ridiculous. I Who has allowed this? I haven't read too many books written by women that are space books. You know, there's a lot of female characters written by men, but I haven't read too many books written by women that are space books. And this was a really good one. I'd love to see more of this book from her, but there's nothing else out yet in that series. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I always get a lot in. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Very nice. Well, the book only came out in uh, September. So. Yeah, so it'll probably be another year before more comes out. Cool. Maybe I'll log into your account again, and uh, no, I won't do that. I won't 
promise that. I still haven't listened to Red Shirts. <laughs> Get out, And uh, James, just so you know, it looks like Tori, Hall- Tori Harris is a man. Oh, well, there you go. Problem, problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> yep. Women aren't writing. Thank God. Whew. And there is a book too. It's called TFS Theseus. Okay, there you go. It's just so there's no, there's probably no audio book yet. Maybe not. But yeah, see, that's too bad. I wish it more came out women... March. It came out March fifteenth of this year. So I wish more women wrote space stuff. There's a chick on Audible. Uh, I forgot her name. Not on Audible. On uh, <clears throat> on SoundCloud. She is a she plays video games and she's a a, a an Eve player. She played Eve online, uh, and I guess mm-hmm. she still plays Eve online. She's a big player of Eve offline, Eve online, but she has a very like melodic voice, and so she does a lot of, of voiceovers. And now she plays Star Citizen, so she reads the Star Citizen stuff. And I just listen to her voice. I'm like, I would love to hear her voice, a female character in this like in some one of these space books. Because she has a great voice. And if I find if I can find a link to something, I'll put it in the show notes so you guys can check her out. Her stuff is really good. If you're into lore and mythos, she does a lot of lore and mythos stuff for Star Citizen, like reads some of the lore stuff that they generate that the Star Citizen lore team generates. So I'll put that link in the description for you to check her out. Excellent. Cool. Oh. So Star Citizen two point four came out. This is unrelated yeah. to books. But I told you guys that last week. I did start playing it. Um, it's pretty good. They've added some few things. They've added the, the eco- economy and things like that. And it does work pretty well. I already spent up all the money they gave me. Um, <laughs> they put some new systems in to make money. And they also randomly, this is kind of strange, and this is why I'm mentioning it again, they kind of jerry-rigged in insurance now. So when they got to 2.4H or 2.4I, in the PTU, in the Persistent Test Universe, they added in uh, insurance. So now you'll be able, they're kind of implementing a new, so that basically the point of me telling you all this is that they're kind of getting closer to a point where there will be something you can actually play for an extended period of time. Um, now I think, because now I think they're in a place where they're putting in mechanics to make the game work. They already have all the places built out, and they're probably, when they release Squadron 42, they'll release more areas in the game for you to go. The next, I think they'll probably be releasing like the jump, the jump drive stuff and all that kind of stuff. So very cool. Check it out. If you have a star citizen account. Also, there's a sale going on on the new pirate fighter, the Drake Buccaneer. Um, Oh yeah. It's $110 with lifetime insurance. It's uh, probably the heaviest fighter that's been released so far. Uh, It's, and it's supposed to be cheap to maintain, cheap to build uh, <clears throat> fast to get a new one because it's so cheap and it's <clears throat> supposed to be able to operate anywhere and it has a ridiculous amount of armament. It has like seven or eight uh, guns on it. It's pretty nuts. And um, and two rocket pods. So pretty cool if you're into that. If, you, if you're into like buying like this kind of stuff. Um, I did pick one up. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have. But I picked one up. <laughs> Um, it comes with how many the, ships do you have? Not many, not many. I have four, I think. I have uh, my starter ship. I have two starter ships. Um, mm-hmm. I have uh, that's my most expensive ship right now. That fighter, which I don't even like. I don't think it looks good at all. But I bought it because of the specs, which is probably going to be a regretful mistake. 
But since it's LTI, it has value. LTI is the lifetime insurance, and that has value. I can resell it pretty easily. So um, that's why I got it. Because that's like buying buying an LTI ship's like buying gold in the real world. Like you'll be able to resell that; it holds its value quite well because of the LTI. Because LTI is transferable. So um, and it's very sought after when people want to buy the ship after the fact. Um, but also it comes with the pirate hanger, which I wanted. I have wanted the pirate hanger for a while. So um, I need to buy a big ship though. So I'm waiting to bide my time to sell off a bunch of stuff, a bunch of ships to spend some money to buy a big ship. A freighter? Um, no, there's a destroyer that they did have out for. It was out for for sale for one week, and they'll probably put it out again at CitizenCon in September. I don't have enough money for it. I won't have enough money for it by then, but they probably will release it again. It's the Javelin Destroyer or Corvette or something. I think it's like seven hundred bucks. So I, I probably won't spend that much money on it. I'll probably wait until the game starts. To get it, because in game I can just save up and buy buy it with in game currency, and I don't want to pay anything real life for it. But um, if it's like three hundred bucks on sale or something, I might pick one up because it's huge, it's massive, and it's beautiful. And if I can get it with LTI, it'll be totally worth it. And that'll make yeah. my org, my pirate org, more more uh, more. I forget what the word is, but more people will be more interested in it if I have a large uh, destroyer. A large ship like that to act as a mothership or something. Cool. Nice. Spending money on virtual goods that are worth nothing in real life. That's James, the James show. All right. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Speaking of that, James, did you see that link I uh I think I sent you or something that was like a guy getting hit butted by a goat or something or Oh dude. Is that a blower blower on the on the ram? Yeah, <laughs> that's well, that, folks. That's still in development. We can't yeah. uh, we can't talk too much about that. Yep, pitching it to a few networks right now. You know, well, hush I hush. Think I, I think I tagged you in a comment or something, James, on Facebook of of that. So, yeah, but that was I'll, like maybe a week ago or something. I'll know. have to look. I think I did see that, but I'll have to look. Anyway, yeah, just thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Evan, mm-hmm. I see here you had uh, something under Yum Update. Uh, yeah. So, the sole, for anyone who doesn't know, the sole reason I have a gym membership right now is because they have this one machine there that is a scale slash body fat meter, uh, uh, reader, and it keeps records so I can, like, go back and, you know, quote unquote print off what my previous uh, statistics were. And about a month ago, I went uh, I went one Friday night after work and it was gone. I later inquired and found out that uh, another gym member had halfway destroyed it accidentally by ripping all the cables out of the back as they, uh, I believe I said, tumbled or toppled off of a bicycle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was fixed. It returned. I uh, went back, you know, I retested myself. All was good. Uh, I went back again this Friday after work, and once again, it had disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> no indication of its uh, of its whereabouts. 
Um, <laughs> you didn't ask anybody or they don't know her. I mean, at the time when I go, there's no one from the training section there. It's like one person at the front desk and one person cleaning and folding towels. Oh, okay. Um, I did not call today. I will probably call tomorrow. See if anyone's there. They should have, uh, as far as I know, they will have staff there tomorrow. Nice. Uh, maybe the same thing happened. Maybe there's something else wrong with it. I doubt they just flat out got rid of it. Um, but perhaps it's time that I start using other things at the gym to, to justify going and the cost. What kind of gym is it? <laughs> it's Lifetime Fitness, Collierville, Tennessee. Oh, is there another one around? Or um, You probably researched that already, right? It's the, I mean, there are, there are other gyms around, but I like this one because I'll send you guys some pictures too. You mean the other locations of that? Yeah. With gym? that, who might have a similar machine. Oh, mm, maybe like 45 minutes away. Oh, okay. That's probably not worth it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll double check, but I think it's, uh, it's the closest one. Is there a way for you to manage that? It'd be, matter of fact, that'd be pretty interesting to find out if there's a way to do that in your home. Um, I don't know Actually, if Actually, Evan like, and I were discussing that uh, earlier. Maybe you could graph it and set it up yourself. I'd love to know because I'd love to try that myself if I get more detailed metrics on, like, you know, that stuff. Well, I have a Google Docs spreadsheet with all my data so far in it. Um, what kind of data does it track? I'm sorry to interrupt you. It, well, it tracks weight, body fat percentage, BMI, lean body mass, uh, uh, water, like how much, uh, your water weight is, um, and it separates by, I don't know if it gives numbers, but, uh, while it's doing the measurements, it's like, okay, currently measuring torso, currently measuring trunk, which I'm like, <laughs> trunk. <laughs> so yeah, that's your legs and everything. Um, but if you actually get the printout, it, it's quite detailed. The only uh, the two measurements that I basically um, like to go for are weight and body fat percentage. And then I, I marked down basically where I started and just, you know, made formulas. And, and so I put in the new data and then it, it populates a couple of other fields. But it does give you quite a bit of good information. We were looking, though, there are potentially devices you can have at your home that do a similar thing correct yeah um i'm not against having one but uh i think if i'm gonna spend the near like 200 dollars to get a reasonable one i'll just be like ah oh, fuck it i'm just going to the gym like for real um yeah go ahead um but you know, I need to do that anyways. I need to like find a a reasonable thing that I can start doing at the gym. Mm -hmm. Whether it's try and remember what I did in the the when I first joined, I signed up for like three months of uh they called it team training. The team was an acronym for something that I don't remember, but it was you know, basically a team a group of people get together, do some treadmill work, um you have a what they call a metabolic assessment which 
it's you basically just go on the treadmill for a while or the bike or the rowing machine. They tell you, you know, they crank up the intensity, measure your heart rate, see where you're, you know, quote unquote optimized, I guess. Uh, while also monitoring your uh, VO2 max, your oxygen. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, then they do they do magical math or something and give you certain zones to target for for fat loss, for building up your cardio, stuff like that. And I believe I do still have that information. So it were it was an hour class. Um, I went three three to four days a week. Um, but they have it every day. I think my wall Monday through Friday, there's like a 5 a.m. class or 5.30 a.m. class, a 10 a.m. class and something at like 6 p.m. So I could never go to the late one because of my work schedule. I would mm-hmm. usually go to the one about 10 or so. And it was good. Warm up, uh, you know, just easy, like five, 10 minutes on the treadmill. Then do sort of like interval training. You cycle back and forth like one minute in, you know, what they would, they would say zone four or something. And you, you know what your data is. So you make your proper adjustments, go for one minute and then, you know, have a small, a short cool down period, do that a few times or, you know, just cycle it that way. And then do some body weight exercises with relatively light dumbbells, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, five pounds, 10 pounds, 15, whatever you can manage to, to do the exercises and then some stretching and uh, more cool down. So, I mean, it was a reasonable routine. Um, I think I, you know, definitely want something more than that cause it gets pretty boring. Um, but I'm impatient. I want to, you know, I would go to the gym and be like, wow, that was good. That was a good routine. I'm not, uh, I'm not fucking buff yet. This is nonsense. I'm done. <laughs> so I find something I can stick with, I guess, and then try and see the results. I'm actually sort of considering um, quitting this gym, although I like it. I really like its facilities. But there's another gym, which is definitely more expensive. It's like another $100 a month. So it'd be like 170 bucks a month. <laughs> Which is a um, a combination. I think it's called faction, faction athletics or something like that. But it's combo um, uh, CrossFit and powerlifting. Hmm. Like it's one of those gyms, but they don't. They're on. They're open from like six a.m. to nine p.m. or something, which is fine. You know, I could make it work. I just like that uh, Lifetime Fitness is. 24 hours a day and like if i want to go work out at 2 a.m that's fine just walk up to the door um ring the doorbell the person at the front desk like opens it scans my card and i'm in because they lock the doors after midnight i thought about doing that um i thought about joining planet fitness for the same reason they're yeah. open 24 hours a day so yeah uh i mean depending on your schedule maybe you could go like way early before work or something. I don't know. But I like being able to go at, at any hour. Um, so I yeah. don't think anyone's going to comment, but if anyone has suggestions on like beginner routines or intermediate routines that I could get to quickly, 
then feel free. Uh, I've briefly looked at a couple programs, one called Strong Lifts 5x5, which concentrates on like four core movements, bench press, deadlift, squat, and overhead press. And uh, you, you find your starting point, some, some method they have laid out there. Um, and then basically every, you squat every day or every time you go to the gym, it's like three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or some, whatever your schedule permits, uh, squat every day. And then, uh, the other days you do, you do three exercises a day. So always squat and then cycle the other three. Mm -hmm. Um, and in theory you go up five pounds every time you go. Hmm. So like on Monday, if you were squatting 150 or something, then you go on Wednesday and you put 155 on and you do five sets of five reps. So mm -hmm. it's not like super taxing, but the idea is you, you keep progressing uh, at a regular, regular uh, pace and start, you know, lifting heavy, which is the basically the best thing for you to gain strength that is mm -hmm. um it's not meant to be sustainable long term because obviously you can't keep adding five pounds it's not like okay this you know this monday i'm gonna i'm gonna squat 800 then wednesday it's gonna be 805 and it doesn't work like that so <laughs> like it's good for i don't know probably like six months uh, mostly for people who are just starting and then you kind of have a better grasp on things and what you want to do and different programs and um, move to something similar or something, you know, something else long-term. But it sound too bad. It doesn't. It's just a matter of making it happen, actually um, going and doing it. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I know you don't go in for the whole, the whole app thing, you know, but uh, there's a fair amount of, apps that are available for our mobile cellular apparatuses mm -hmm. apparati yep that, uh, modus apparati mm -hmm. that you can uh you can definitely download and uh they have you know routines they tell you what you know okay you want to do this do this do that you know so there's all kinds of like health and fitness apps you can get that'll like show you what to do or so yeah, I think I, I just need to figure out what what I'm gonna give up, because I could do it without giving anything up. I guess if I were like awesome at managing my time, but James, you know, when we went to uh, actually, you're wearing the shirt when we were doing like MMA stuff and going to the gym. We both lost a, a good bit of weight, but oh, yeah, like to get enough sleep and to keep a, a good schedule and everything, I I essentially quit gaming for eight months. So I'm probably going to have to do that again or spend less time on the internet or budget my time better, but something, something's got to give. It's like alchemy. You create something, but something else has to be sacrificed. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't have, uh, I have a, I have a name for it. It's called the rule of, I don't know. I don't know. The rule I, of al alchemical giving. No, it's like the rule of threes or something. I, I made some I made something that doesn't make any sense. I'll have to make up a better name. But yeah, they basically <laughs> it goes it goes along with people, everything. You know what I mean? Like if something's really good, it's gonna be really bad somewhere else. You know, if a chick's really hot, she probably can't cook, or maybe she's dumb, or maybe she's fucking like 
too focused on one thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Same thing with it's like, dudes. And... It's like the triangle. It's like good looking, intelligent, uh, good personality or something like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, pick two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not, I mean, who knows? It's probably not necessarily the truth across the board, but you know, maybe a person, well, we're not talking about people here, but it's as far as like weight loss and stuff like that. It's like you see guys in the gym who are like cut out of wood, you know, but they're in the gym six days a week. Yeah. And they've been doing it 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And they have like, they don't have any hobbies. Like their hobby is the gym. They yeah. don't play video games and they don't eat pizza and they don't fucking go out and have fancy dinners. They go to the fucking gym and they fucking do eat supplements and stay in ketosis all the time. And, you know, there's a certain kind of like trade off for everything. And it's like, how do you just kind of decide how do you want to live? Yeah. So, yeah, like we saw, like, you know, we all know, um, well, there's a friend of ours who, uh, he goes to the gym. We see his posts online all the time. And, uh, he's at the gym, I'm pretty sure six or seven days a week. Is that Mr. Fearless? No, that's the other, his friend. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Fearless doesn't go to the gym freaking. <laughs> Was that like a two-week stint? No, he still go to the gym, but it's okay. three times a week, four times a week. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he bought a He goes girdle. to the gym. I mean, he wears a girdle thing. And that's all those problems. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he wears a girdle. He wears a man girdle. I'm not joking about that. That's the truth. <laughs> Since we're calling him Mr. Fearless, I can put his fucking business out there. Man yeah. girdling it up. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking about um, Mr. Mr. Crawford. Um, I, I am not friends with him. Mr. Crawford's a gym rat. I mean, he just lo- he loves the gym. He sent me yeah. the app that he uses, actually. And he's oh, yeah? he's made some significant gains. Which app? Is it MyFitnessPal? Uh, no, it's the Bodyspace app by Bodybuilder.com, Bodybuilding.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's actually a pretty solid app. He sent me, basically, he sent me a list of exercises that he thought would be really good. And he said, go find them in the Body Space app, and it will help you build a workout regimen for yourself and spread it out. It'll do all the work for you. So I haven't messed with the app yet, um, but uh, it's supposed to help you do all the stuff. Uh, you know, I'm trying to find a strike. I'm trying to be like you, Evan. I want to fight. I want to strike a balance between like being healthier, eating better, and still enjoying life and not living in the gym because I don't want to live in a gym. You know, I still want to eat garbage sometimes. And I want to play video games, and I want to go play airsoft, and I want to freaking go do the hacking stuff, and all this, you know, and work, you know. I want to do all these kinds of things. Yeah, work really gets in the way of life. It does. It sucks, dude. I wish somebody would, like, start a commune where you could just, like, do what you want to do, and they pay you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, my friend, is called welfare. Uh, nah. No good job. Uh, that is called <laughs> the Mandela effect. There you go. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to actually talk about that on one of our other shows, uh, folks, but yeah. not this show. Um, but no, James, actually, we were talking about this earlier. We uh, we definitely need to need to get, start doing something. Start bulking up. Uh, well, <laughs> I think we're <laughs> yeah. I think we're already at our. We peak. have we're, we have mastered that. Yeah, we've mastered bulking. Yeah. I mean, James here, where he works, there's a gym. He can just go. Yeah, it's free. He can just go. It doesn't cost anything. He can just go there. You know? Yeah. Me so, too, but it's shitty. Our gym. Well, super shitty. The gym here is great. You, I'm sure you have a nice one, James. Yeah. And I, technically, if I wasn't a moron, there's a gym here where I live that I could go to. That's it's sketchy. The, 
The only thing is it's not, uh, you know, it's not available 24 hours a day. But a Monday through Saturday, I'm pretty sure it's open till like 10 p.m. And then on Sunday, I think it closes at 5 or 6 p.m. or something. You should go, dude. But other than that, yeah, it's available. I've I've been there to check it out. You know, there's a, you know, two or three treadmills, a couple, you know, a couple ellipticals, some uh, some of those machines like weight machines, you know. So it has all that stuff, you know, like maybe it has a Smith machine and a couple other things. So, and I, I, I bugged, I feel so bad. I, she doesn't even work here anymore, but I bugged the lady at the rental office for, she's like, oh yeah, you can go anytime. You just need access, right? You need the, like a little key fob thing, you know, to get in. So she's like, yeah, the, the computer that does that isn't working right now. And this and that, and I like hounded her for weeks till Till she finally was able Until to get it. Until she quit. No. Until <laughs> she finally was able to get it working and, you know, she got it She got it sorted out and she was able to give me one. So I have access now. You know, I did all this. You know, I hounded her. I was like, oh, I need access. And I got it now, right? I have access. 24 hours a day? No, no. It's just those hours I listed. Oh, okay. But, uh, but you still need a key fob thing to get in, you know? Right. So and they, I guess they don't just give those to you when you, when you, you know. Here you go, sir. Here's your keys and your key fob. You know, they don't do that for whatever reason. So, because it's over in another building, you know. But, um, so I did all this stuff and I was like, yeah, I have access now. And I haven't been fucking once. So, you went once to take pictures. Yes, to to, to scope it out. You yeah. know, but uh, I haven't actually gone there to work out. And really, I should. Like, I could get home from work. You know, I usually get home from work at. I mean, really, if I was doing what I should be doing, I could get home from work at like seven. 7.30 at the latest, and then go work out, you know? Yeah. You know, that's I think that's the biggest problem with everybody who needs to work out, right? It's like the time versus motivation versus F my life, you know? So, like, you get home, you're <laughs> tired, you are lazy, because that's how you got fat anyway, and you want to eat, because, again, that's how you got fat. And so you have to fight that urge to be like, I want to eat, because you know if you eat, you're going to eat garbage. And then you have to say, you know, I should go to the gym. So that means, like, two things right there that you don't want to do or that you want to do in a different way, which is, like, eat garbage and not go to the gym. like go, Or go to the gym and stand around and look at the machines we get confused and, like, fucking get le- and leave, you know? So... Yeah, it's it can be. Man. Does does Planet Fitness have personal trainers? Like during I, the day? I don't know. They right. they probably do, but I, I have no idea. I feel like personal trainers at the gym is a fucking is a fucking hustle. It's expensive. It is a hustle, but if you just walk in there and you're like, now what? To have someone like there, maybe you have a friend you can go with you or something. But okay, well, tell me to do this. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. That's what I've done a couple times now. You know, I went with a buddy to Planet Fitness, who he, you know, he got me in because he, he, you know, you can bring someone for free when you go. And so, and he's been going there for a while now. So he's like, yeah, all right. He's like, what's going? On? He's like, he like he said. He told me he's like, all right, you do the treadmill. He's like, just do whatever. You know, it's fine. Just walk if you want. Doesn't matter. Just do something. You know. Then just to get started, and then after we do that for like 20, 30 minutes, then we go, um, we just work out on some of the machines, you know? Mm -hmm. And he tells me, yeah, let's do some reps of this, reps of that, boom, 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 and that's it. So I've done that a a couple times now, and I was like, eh, this isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Sweating. 
Swole? Yeah, definitely. And dude, I'm I'm such a I'm so in such bad shape that I get on the treadmill. I'm just basically walking, and you know the treadmill, all the their fancy ass treadmills, they can read your um, heart rate. Yeah. Right. So I put my thing on and put my heart rate, and it's like 140 something. You oh, know, that's good. That's like for me, perfect. Like, walking. <laughs> you know. So. That's kind of right where you want to be. Yeah, but if yeah. You, yeah, if you keep doing that, you'll build. You'll get into. You'll build your stamina up. You know what I mean? You, a guy at work was telling me. He said he. Oh, where was it? He said he said. Uh, yeah, this really fat guy at work actually. Um, <laughs> one of our brethren. He, he told me he was like the machine. The thing that he uses is a. Uh, it's an oxygen depriving mask. That basically simulates like twenty thousand, you know, yeah. or high altitudes. High altitudes, yeah. It simulates high altitudes. So what he does is he told me he's like he his biggest thing was he wanted to build stamina. So he's like the altitude mask helps him build stamina. Now I wouldn't. I'm not advising anyone go get that. I have not tried it. I have not looked at the science behind it. I have no idea. But don't do it. It sounds like something that's interesting and sound. It might might warrant a little more research on your personal point, but on your personal part, but. I think it's interesting because, like, like I know from Michael, his issues stamina, and mine, mine too. Like, I'll go to the gym and I'll just I can sit there and walk for like two hours, no big deal. But like, I need to like walk and then go and lift and then walk and lift, and I need to start running. And like, I'll just be tired. I'll be like, oh, wrecked. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I could increase the stamina, increase my ability to operate on less oxygen in my system, so that when you do have a normal oxygen scenario. You're like you're like amazing, like you're a god among men, you know. Yeah. So the high altitude stuff is for elite athletes. Yeah. That's None of us should ever use that. That's what I thought. Um, like, I know sport <laughs> basketball players and MMA guys use them and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Don't, yeah, James. Let's you get, will kill yourself if if, if any of us use that. We will die. Literally. Yeah, we need we need to get to a normal state first. Well, like then. I said, it's, it's it's something that warrants research. You know? Then, well, this guy okay, who works with me will probably be years. dead soon. So yeah, um, he that guy if he's using that, unless he's in great shape and just happens to be fat, which he's not, is possible but highly unlikely. He's not. Um, he's immense. Then, uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah, he he definitely shouldn't be using that either. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah, we need to we need to get down to get down to a good baseline, you know, of, of health, and then. Then we oh, okay. Now we want to be elite, elite mercenaries or whatever you have in your mind, and so we can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We then we can starve ourselves of oxygen or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. There was one guy I saw at the gym one time. He was uh, training to go on like uh, to go mountain climbing or something. So he brought his like fully packed pack in when his and wearing his mountain climbing shoes and got on the treadmill at like four miles an hour incline 17 or something and just climbed for 45 minutes or an hour. You watched him. Not the whole time, but yes. Okay. No, I saw yeah, a lady doing that in my gym. She's a good looking man. Oh God. All right then. She was on Sarah <laughs> going ham doing that same thing. And I was just like, okay, like I totally get that. Like, I feel like if I was going to go like prepare for airsoft, I'd, I'd come into, I'd, I'd try to, I'd get a, I'd weigh my, my vest and then come in with that much weight on a backpack, you know, I'd wear that to the gym mm-hmm. and just work out with that on because I'd want to build stamina toward that, toward that end. So I, I do get that. 
Looks like you cops, know, they have to wear the belt with all the shit on it, you know? And yeah. Really, yeah. They have to train for that. So. I think something that's really weird is if you walk on the treadmill for a while and then you get off the treadmill, it seems like you're walking so fast. Yeah, you feel like a superhuman, but you're not. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. I have noticed that as well. Yeah. And I've almost, like, getting off the treadmill is a precarious thing for me sometimes. That is the main nah, 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 nah. action. Yeah. Yeah, the Mandela effect of simply making a small jump or putting one of your feet to the side, balancing on that foot while you hold on to the handrails, and then putting your other foot to the other side and hitting stop. Very oh no no tre- I can, treacherous. I can stop it. I'm, okay. I'm talking about okay. It stopped. Now I need to dismounting. Get off this yeah. That's because Michael has it's like six inches off the ground. Equilibrium, <laughs> and he went That's why. <laughs> Mike, do you have the vertigo? Uh, I have vitiligo. No, okay. No. Uh, <laughs> I got that re-vitiligo. But only on the inside of my skin, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't believe I have vertigo, although I do – this is going to sound stupid, but I do have a fear of heights. A treadmill is like seven no, inches off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I can't, I can't join you there, man. I mean, okay, yeah, that's probably that probably doesn't count as heights, you know. But uh, like, if I'm like, you know, if so you're you have at the a fear office, of steps. If you if, no, if you <laughs> if you're at the office, oh, let's say oh. you need to stand on a piece of furniture to do something, uh-huh. like uh, like you know, not not a rolling chair, but a chair, right? You know, or and then you stand on that, and then you stand on like a desk or something, let's say, mm-hmm. to do something, that's too high. No, no, no. I'm like, whoa. Bro, it's not a treadmill. Treadmill's not that high. No, you're right. It's not. I'm just saying, I guess it's because I've been walking for a while, and it's like you said, like, you feel, like, all weird. You know, and then I'm, like, trying to get off, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fall. You know, like, I'm like, oh. Like, you're not going to fall. You might yeah. fall, but yeah. <laughs> people have fallen. Just remember to turn it off first. And no, I always turn it off. It's fine. It's just... But um, I was going to say this before before we go go too far. Um, that's why, I, I mean, I suggest like when I went to the gym for the first time, I walked around, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I found a punching bag cause I knew what to do with that from Evan and my's Evan, our time at the gym doing like MMA. So I knew how to do that workout, but I didn't know how to use any of the machines or what their purposes were. And like that. I was very confused. And that's a big problem at the gym because the tools aren't there to teach people how to use them. Um, an ideal gym, I think would have a video next to every machine saying like, Oh, this is what this machine does. You know, or something like that. In all um, fairness, most of the machines have a little Yeah, there's a little It's like an infographic, but it's yes. not always helpful. Yeah, it's not It's not always helpful. And the thing is, I think most people, um, I mean, look, we all work in IT, and anyone who works in IT who listens to this show knows people don't read, you know? And when you're at the gym... Well, you and you don't read. And listen, listen, when you're at the gym... <laughs> And everybody around is like an expert gym person and they're running and they're all fit and in shape. And you're like a fat McNobody and you're just like your first time at the gym and you're just cheap. You can't, you're poor. You can't afford to have a freaking personal trainer. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. Just to say I'm going to the gym and then doing it is a huge hurdle you just beat. So then you get there and you're so confused and so baffled and so embarrassed that you don't want to look like a fat asshole who doesn't know what's going on there. So you look around and you say, okay, I'll just go to the treadmill. And you go to the treadmill for like two hours and then you leave and you never come back. 
you know that's that at least that's happened to me because i'm just like embarrassed like i don't know anything about the machines so this i I looked online and bodybuilder.com has this thing i just found this like little thing it was like losing like going to the gym to lose weight or whatever i forgot what i googled but i googled something and it gives you a list of all these activities with videos on how to use the various machines so i was able to do that and say this is leg day and i did leg day based upon that and i found those machines based on the names in the bodybuilder.com web web page and that also correlates with the body space app which i didn't know at the time but bodybuilder.com has a video for every machine so if you're confused you want to go to the gym, but you're not sure, and whatever, bodybuilder.com or this body space app, you know, it's a little obnoxious because you have to log into it or sign up for it, but when you log into it, it has videos for every machine. It totally takes away the confusion, and there's, like, people have shared their things on there, so you can say, pick this plan, pick that plan, whatever, you know, and it's good. I mean, that's one thing I like about it. It's very, it's very good. James, can you put a link to that in the... uh... Uh, I will, yes. Thank, thank you. Because I went to bodybuilder.com just now, and it looks like a scam site. So I don't know if I'm at the right place. It's uh, bodybuilding.com. Yeah, bodybuilding.com. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a nincompoop. Bodybuilding.com. Yeah, bodybuilder.com is an adult website for... Uh, it's a sub-site to pinisland.com. Yep. <laughs> Don't go to penisland.com. Oh, is that like uh, lemonparty.org? No, it's just Pen Island, penis land. Yeah. I, I got it. I got it, James. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I was just thinking about Lemon Party, you know. It's, just, uh, it's always on your mind, isn't it? Ugh. It's not always on my mind, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's always in your head. Right it's in always head. in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we got to do something. Should we have a competition, James? No way. Since I will win any competition that I don't know that I'm in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how I lose weight. <laughs> I do anything by competing secretly with Evan. <laughs> I'll show you I'm better than you. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny, right? Listen to this. There's a funny logic behind that. So one of the guys in my job, very smart kid, uh, he's a CISP. He's a he has a master's degree. He has a PNP. Okay. He has uh, I think some other certs also. Uh, he's he's a uh, he's twenty seven. Definitely makes more money than me, <laughs> but, but very smart guy for his age, and he's in good shape. And he told me I said so. How do you do it? He's like, well, you know. He's like, he studied, he did some, I guess he worked on a neuroscience project for the government, and he picked up some things about human kind of neuroscience from, from, the, from, the, from some of the people who worked on their project, and he kind of like kind of explained the whole competition theory, which was like, not theory, but whole, whole competition thing. He was like, the reason why uh, you can do better when you're with a group is not because the group uh, helps you do better, but because you want to, it's human nature to compete. So you compete with this group of people, even if it's unknowingly, you are going to like when they lose five pounds or when they buy a nice car and you say, that's a great car. And you leave them. You're like, I want a car like that, you know, because you want to show them that you're as good as them. It's like a worthiness thing. You're like, I'm worthy of being in their presence, you know, so it's it's human nature to compete and want to be as good as the people around you. So, you know, it's good to like go with like like minded people who want to go to the gym like. 
going to the gym by yourself is very hard. You know, I mean, I probably would have quit uh, the MMA school a long time ago if I hadn't had gone if I hadn't gone with Evan. You know, who has like the, the you know the beautiful thing about Evan, folks, since you all asked, <laughs> is that Evan has a single-minded focus to things. Like he will just do something until it's like dead. Like he just focuses like a laser focus, or until he gets bored with it. But he has a laser focus for things. So if the podcast stops one day, you know what happened. Yeah, so I'm done. <laughs> Evan got bored with it, and me and Michael were like, we have no motivation. <laughs> but, you know, he's a laser focus for stuff. And so he was laser focused on just doing it for himself. And I was laser focused on, like, beating Evan. And it worked <laughs> out for both of us, honestly. You know? Nice. Not beating him, but I was like, I wanted to be as good as he was. Like, I, I had this thing in my head. I'm like, anything you can do, I can do. You know? Mm-hmm. That better. So... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean that's how it is. I mean, that's how human beings are wired, and I, I think it's good. Like if everybody's losing weight, you know, you want to do that with those people. You know, if your buddy takes you to the gym, Michael, it's easier for you to go with him than it is to go by yourself. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you go by yourself, you're like, what's my motivation? Why do I care? You know, if you cared, you wouldn't be a fat slob. Not saying you're a fat slob, but if you cared, like as an individual. If you cared so much about your weight, like this huge deal, you would have gone to the gym. It'd be important to you, but it's not. You know, it won't be. In, that's why people don't go to the gym until they're like, "I have diabetes." <laughs> it's yeah. like the gym or death. Then they go because they're like, "I don't want to die." You know. Yeah. So, next episode, mm-hmm. we all get diabetes, <laughs> and we all have to go to the gym. <laughs> well, I know James is on his way to that. It's the oh, premiere man. episode of Blowers in the Ram. There's a blowers yep. and the ram. And I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm well on my way to that as well. So. Definitely gotta Yeah, rain, cut that shit out, B. Rain that shit in. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Wrap it up, B. So you well, personally you should see uh as I give you advice that I'm you know, hopefully gonna follow, but no Not guarantee. At all. Yeah. yeah, basically. You should just see when you can go with the the friend of yours mm-hmm. and like make that part of your schedule. Fuck anything else. It was for like a couple of weeks and then it just fell off, but it was probably as much his fault as my fault. But, uh, all right. Well, next time you guys go together, take notes, one of those like three by five spiral notebooks or something. So mm-hmm. you can do the same thing if he's not there. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. I, I really think you get this. I'm going to build this. Uh, I'm going to build. I'm going to take what I was given by Mr. Spectacular, our friend, our gym guy friend. I'm going to take what he gave me uh, to the raw data he gave me and enter a plan into the Body Space app. I'll probably do it tonight or something or tomorrow. And I'll I will save that. And then if you guys are interested, I mean, Evan, I know you're doing your thing. But, Michael, if you're interested, you can go in there. And I think you just have to friend me in the app or something, and mm-hmm. you can uh, take that plan and use it. You know, I'll have to see if there's a um, iOS version. There must be. Oh, there definitely is. There, there definitely is. Uh, our, our friend has an iOS platform phone, so um, it, it, he he, he has who shall plan. not be named, who I named earlier. Oh, did you? Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I just didn't. I don't know if we're like dropping people's names or not. I but, said uh, Mr. Crawford. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tuna, mm-hmm. tuna. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, Tuna, yeah, yeah, that's so, right. Kick his ass, sea bass. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. I mean, 
if uh, he said he didn't like the plans that were up there, he said they're not good for weight loss. He thought they were they were bad plans. So he kind of he he doesn't he has his own belief system on how to lose weight and gain muscle. And I guess it depends on what you want to do. But I told him I want to lose weight and gain muscle. So he was like, you're already big. So you can just he's like, you need to gain muscle. Stay away. He hates cardio like with a vengeance cardio. He does a bare minimum of cardio. Um, and he's like, just lift, 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 you know? And he's like, eh. I mean, he has his techniques. He has the stuff he, he, he preaches and uh, it seems to work. I mean, he's a monster. He's turned into a monster from what was he like, like two years ago, Michael? I mean, he's, he's become a fucking man freak human thing. Oh yeah. I mean, he was like just in not good shape at all. You know, he was, yeah. he I'll was say like, one he was thing. like me eight years ago <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, you right, know? Right. yeah that's fair. So, it's very well, fair, actually. For any of us, if we were to start lifting, that activity is enough cardio itself. Right. So you get like you get like double exercise. Right. Hmm. It's good to know. Yeah. That's a good point, Evan. So you can go on the treadmill if you want. I mean if you it's it's very accessible, there's no questions. You just step on the thing and walk. You know, getting off, that's uh that's tricky. It can be tricky. It can be. For, Trust uh, me, folks. Uh, Michael. But you know how to but you know how to do it. So it's better than nothing. You can just fall off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like we'll start to squat down and then roll forward and just tumble. <laughs> Slowly a controlled fall. Yeah. Set up a pile of towels at the base of the treadmill before you start. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my. Yeah. My uh my biggest fan is back here. Yep. Say hello. Um is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm kind of done. Yeah, I have sense. a link in here about the same guy who was uh, peddling all the soul and LinkedIn passwords. He got like another 360 million MySpace credentials. Oh, God. Oh, awesome. Should yeah. I go change my MySpace password? I don't <laughs> Sure. The, I'll, you know, they, they rank the the stupid passwords. One, two, three, four, five, six is number four. Password one is number two. The one that caught my eye was number one with uh, just over 850,000 accounts using it. Homeless PA. What? H-O-M-E-L-E-S-S-P-A. So unless I'm reading that wrong, it's like homeless PA or home let. Yeah. So I don't know why that password would be used 850,000 times. Maybe those are like the first compromised accounts where someone was like, all right, I'm going to make this easy for myself. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They so they made a bunch of – they just had some fucking – they made it that, – that makes more sense. Troll accounts or something. Yeah, I don't know. That makes more sense. Or they're fake accounts that in, that that uh, were made – yeah, homeless, homeless spa. Or yeah. Hom- yeah, homeless PA. Yeah, that, that's weird. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that is. But uh, use reasonable passwords, people. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, um, Evan, I saw you put a couple other things in here. We don't really have to talk about those if you don't want to. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just didn't want. I wanted to just mention this because I think it's interesting. Is uh, so I found this article on Hacker News, but this is a different Hacker News. So this is thehackernews.com. The orange one. Than- no, it's oh, not. It's okay. a different one. Okay. 
And so if you guys know what the Hacker News is, it's not that. This is a different one. Um, but anyway. <laughs> no, look, I feel like your Hacker News is is also a very valid one. I feel it like, might be. I feel like it's an extremely valid one. So when you say the other one or not the one you think, I'm thinking you mean the orange one. But I, I totally get it. I, and I, and I, la- I chewed you out before because I thought I knew everything about Hacker News. <laughs> but I think that yours is also quite valid because I have been looking at that recently and there's a lot of goodies up there. There's more hacker stuff up there than the other one that's like all about startups and random shit. Yeah, true. So I put a link in the show notes to it. So if anyone wants to check it out, um, it's an app that lets you take a picture of someone. Or if you have a picture on your phone of someone, whatever, and you could submit it to the app, and the app searches through a database yeah. and tries to Thanks. find this person's online account. I saw now, this. normally you'd say, "Oh, this would be great to find someone on Facebook," or terrifying, you know, whatever you, <laughs> you think. But it doesn't actually connect to Facebook. This is a Russian application. Oh. It's called Find Face. Yeah, there you go. And it's it connects to the Russian equivalent of Facebook, Ugh. which is called just vk vk.com i have an account on vk <laughs> nice yeah i have an account on vk so it connects to vk so it connects to the vk database which it's just like facebook and it searches through there and they say it's it's about 70 percent accurate for russians which is pretty good to find russians well it's finding people on that site yeah yeah okay so great uh but uh, yeah, so this is this is interesting. So someone could, I mean, you know, it's not us here in America probably don't have too much to worry about with this particular thing. But that means the technology is out there; it exists. So it's only a matter of time before this gets applied to Facebook. You know, I'm sure of it, um, or other databases. Now we all know there's already the Google image search, so this isn't really new, new. But well, yeah, I mean, Facebook kind of does that already like they you can have it tag people in your photos for you that it knows who they are something like that there was a lawsuit about that a couple weeks ago is there yeah it would automatically tag people interesting so there you go so here's an app that's built though solely just for that purpose see facebook and google have been able to do that accurately higher than that 70 percent for but like they, two years now. But they, they restricted it, it, right? Yeah, so regular people can't use it. Fate Google broke the crack that like two Google IOs ago and never released it. And they were like, yeah, it's too creepy. We're not going to release it. Again, because like, like I said, the same thing with the whole like, oh, the, the, the video is souring the soup. It's terrifying. People are scared. You know, it's the same thing with that. They were like, Google wants to do everything they can to, to appear not to be a scary, you know, they want to stay away from that ab, that view of like, we're this creepy, all-knowing, fucking internet soulless creature that's knows all your shit. So <laughs> they kind of blocked that. They blocked that right. app, but they've had it for like several years now. So I knew it was only a matter of time before it really came out and really was out there. Someone will come up with an American version. Someone will, a regular Joe company will crack it and have no compunction about releasing it to the web, you know. And it'll mm-hmm. search everything. It'll have an API that just reaches into everything and just fucking does a visual search of fucking whatever, you know. Yep. It's only a matter of time. So good, good time, folks. You know, this the is future. A, yeah, yeah. That's right. we're in the We're future. joining Kevin in his fucking mountain redoubt. <laughs> yeah. Don't look up. Yeah. 
Um, That's right. <laughs> real quick, so something I just found here uh, a few minutes ago. Someone has made uh, the website is an unpronounceable word. It is called. Hold on. It's called echoism.io. Um, and basically, it's it's uh, a app that some guy made in a, in like an overnight hacking conference. Not overnight, but it was like kind of like a a hack something together. You know, they have those little hacking things where people like kind of throw little shit projects together. So some guy was working on this for about like a, a year after they came out with the Alexa skills database and everything uh, as a developer. And he came out with Alexa on the web. So you can go to this website, echoism.io, log in with your... Apparently app. it's echosim.io. Oh, well, whatever. Um, echosim.io. Thanks, Michael. Dick bag. Um, so you go to this website you go to this website and uh you can use amazon echo i haven't tried it yet i just discovered it i did i was about to try it and it's like i want to take your microphone i was like oh i'm recording a podcast not that's not a good time so um but i will mess with it later and tell you guys more about it next week and feel free to check it out you just log in with your amazon account and some you know some Russian account probably steals your fucking information while it's doing it. Yep. You, uh, you go straight to BK. Yeah. But I think it's mainly for for uh, developers and people to try out outside of the U.S. because it's not available in other countries. Yeah, I guess. Like the, yeah. the, the you know, Alexa, the Echo devices are not available outside of the U.S., I believe. This is great because if you make some kind of – if someone hacks something together to go with – on your TV, you know, on unlike your freaking whatever, you go to this website, you're in fucking business. How long until TVs have built-in cameras? Oh, soon, I'm sure. So you don't have to use a Kinect? Well, built-in cameras so they can look and see what you're eating while you're watching TV shows. Yeah, and then Taylor commercials like, oh, those french fries look like they need some more Coleman's mustard. That's right, Coleman's mustard. Don't they already, aren't we, didn't we recently <laughs> discover that or maybe it wasn't so recently that we discovered that uh, they're listening. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We did talk about that in that first episode, I think. Some TV is listening to people or whatever, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, 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 I thought your phone is listening to what you're watching on TV. Oh, yeah, that's right, your phone. But no, we talked about the smart TVs that are listening. Also. Yeah, we, do- we talked about that. They're I don't know anything about your phone. recording your viewing habits. Yeah, your phone. Sending is- data back to the mothership. Yeah, um. Facebook, well, Facebook Messenger, I think Facebook's face something Facebook does. It, it listens, it listens to your stuff. I don't know, but like if you type in uh, a comment or a message on Facebook and then delete it and don't actually post anything, it's it records that. Yeah, it records everything that. you type. It has a record of yeah. whether you post it or not. Yeah, it's creepy. It's it's so. creepy and unnecessary, you know. But whatever. Someone it's the way of a, things. Yeah, yeah there's a thing. Where I just found an article on The Atlantic. Your phone is listening, literally listening to your TV. All the name of serving you more targeted ads. Yeah. How do they know it's a TV? Certain frequencies or what if you have a really good sound system? Well, no, they hear like, listening. man, these, these people's guests are really informed about all these commercial products. That or they're listening to oh he's watching The Walking Dead you know we know what time it is and we know you know when this airs and oh. you have to know the area and stuff too but 
I guess they so know all they that. They can know they all that. Yeah. Database. But I think we're giving them too much credit. I don't. I seriously doubt someone's that good. As some system is that good. I bet you it's more something along the lines of it's listening and it's just saying it's looking for certain key things of companies who have paid this other company to help them get metrics. So they're recording everything and they say, okay, Coleman's Mustard, give us a sample of your newest ad. Then they run that through their database and they search for the same sound pattern and they say, oh, okay, we found 7,000 people who are using our phones who listened to Cole, who saw Coleman Mustard's ad, whatever. Yeah. And guess what is Cole, Coleman's going to pull out of that? Nothing, because nobody fucking buys anything based on a fucking ad. TV ads are horrible, and we've all been programmed to ignore them since birth. So I don't see how they even think it works anymore. All TV ads I think are successful in doing is showing kids toys they want to buy and getting a product in front of me by force, and I'm already conditioned to ignore it. I mean, who did do, do, do any of you guys buy things based on commercials? I don't remember the last time I did. I don't either. I buy things based on need. You know? Well, I buy I a mean, lot on impulse, but mostly from Amazon or at the grocery store. Yeah, but not because I saw it on TV. Yeah, exactly. Same here. I actually did see a commercial that Burger King was selling hot dogs. So I, I did. Freak, go to a Burger King at some point and be like, "Yeah, I want a hot dog." You disgust. <laughs> you disgust me. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it good? It's not bad. That was a fucking Burger King hot dog. What do you think? It's okay. Burger King makes great burgers. You ever been there? Yeah, their burgers are fucking gross and average at best. That is a fucking lie. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> They do have that fr- uh, that flame broiled taste, but I don't think it's from an actual grill. It's probably like liquid smoke let me in t- a bottle. Yeah, let yeah. Me t- <laughs> let me tell you something, dude. Okay, if you take a burger and throw fucking American cheese on it, you hate me and yourself, and you have no pride in your product. Okay, and that's what they do there. They take a fucking burger that might be good and slather it with American cheese, which is a fucking cheese food product piece of garbage. Okay, it's a shame the American name is on it, and we've all been fooled into <laughs> believing it's good, and it's fucking gross. Okay, whenever I go to a store, and I either say no cheese or give me pepper jack. Okay, you know, and it, I wish that McDonald's would give me a choice, but I guess McDonald's knows they sell crass garbage, so you don't have a choice. So if you want cheese, you have to have American. But it's fucking choices depressing. are expensive. Yeah, it's fucking depressing. I wouldn't. I'd pay more for a better cheese choice. If you if they if they just took pep took that off their fucking menu what, and just gave fine, me cheddar, I'd be like, a yeah. fine camembert or something. Yeah, yes. or just cheddar, dude. Just fucking an aged brie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you go to Five Guys or yeah. uh, some other boutique burger place because Five Guys is a boutique. Fucking, <laughs> fucking boutique. It pisses me off. They're like, "Would you like American cheese?" I was like, "No, I would not." Do you have pepper jack? They're like, we sure do. Thanks. That's one good thing about them. They have choices. They're like three cheese choices. So you're not stuck eating well, that's like good. food, recycled cheese food product garbage. Yeah. So sad. That's why I can't respect their burgers, man. Just can't. Yeah. Honestly, I, Burger King burgers haven't had one in a while, but they're pretty good. They're They're like the messiest of the chains though because yeah, they're the biggest fattest sloppiest burgers and they're ju- yeah. they're the juiciest too, yeah okay. too many too much juice too many condiments i think yeah I don't know. too much well, wendy's isn't bad too though 
I like Wendy's. Wendy's is good, yeah. But you know what? I'll tell you something. No burger has dazzled me in years. You know, I don't. I know people. Certain people that go to McDonald's are like, I can't. I can't live without a Big Mac. I'm like, yeah. Big Mac is the most boring, garbagey burger I've ever had in my entire life, and I don't understand why anybody goes and buys one. I really don't. Like, if I go to McDonald's, I get their knockoff Chick Fil A sandwich, or I buy a fucking one of their one of their. Uh, I buy breakfast. That's it. I don't go there for any lunch products because it's just all very boring. I like uh, I like Five Guys. I think their burgers are pretty good. Well, Five Guys. Is good. Um, but I'll be honest. I'm not like super wowed. I'm not like, oh my god. Yeah. This burger's life. You know. I'm like, whatever. It's fine. No. You know, it's they're, good. They're good. The thing I like about Five Guys is the fries and the vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. They have vinegar there. Now, obviously, we could just carry around a bottle of vinegar and put vinegar on our fries if we wanted to. We're mm-hmm. maniacs, you know. But connoisseurs. Yeah, they have the vinegar there. And I'm like, oh, they know, you know. So that's why I'm like, respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to another place called Burger Fi. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that place or been there. No. Same thing. It's, uh, I mean, it's another you know, gourmet burger place. Um, they do uh, things a little differently though, but that's the kind of place where you can get an egg on the burger mm. and you can get this and you can get that, you know, and, uh, it's pretty good though. It's pretty good. I'd that's the thing good. I like is that it's like a quail egg, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, a quail egg on the burger. It's pretty good. Or Friday. Quail egg. Mm-hmm. I mean, quail. I had them in Vegas at this, like after some burger joint in Vegas, I forgot what it was called, and they had quail. The heart attack grill? No, no, no. They had they had quail eggs on the burgers, and I thought that was pretty cool. And <laughs> I've since had a burger like which is a regular egg, and I was like, yeah, this is good too. Like uh, that's it, it's at least different and interesting. It was like you know, it's got to be a little runny though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not not cooked all yeah. the way through, dude. You gotta, no, no, yeah. no, no. Funny no, no, side no. up, son. Yeah, just making sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're not a fucking savage. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no burger fry is is another interesting take on the. The burger. Um, there's the old standby Fuddruckers. Uh, you know, that's th- they still exist. They do still exist. They're not great, but they're uh, not bad. You know, you know, it's like the Chuck E. Cheese of burger joints. Yeah, so much boring stuff out there, dude. I mean, come on. Do you care about yourself as a person? You just do whatever, huh? Just put whatever in your body. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Fuddruckers. James. If there was more options around my job, I would go to. You know more what? Options. I took. I, I, we've already been over this. I took Michael to a nice place to have beer. I paid for his beer, and Michael wanted a Bud Light. So yeah, and Michael just doesn't care. You know, if that place is so fancy, they shouldn't have Bud Light. You're right; they shouldn't. But I guess because I've been to a place where I tried to order a Bud Light, they're like, "Come on, man, we don't have that." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay." And guess what? That's the place that introduced me to sour beer. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Sour beers are disgusting, by the way. It's fucking gross. Sour beers are great. They are a gift to mankind. Ugh. All right? <laughs> like drinking a fucking... Ugh. Ugh. It's horrible. But you know what? Hey, that's at least better than Bud Light. There you go. Yep. So. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Any other nonsense? I think that about does we it. Eat up another forty-five minutes talking about uh, uh, Chipotle versus Qdoba. Oh, geez, talk, there's no competition. Still open. <laughs> what you say, James? There's, why is Chipotle still open? Qdoba's fucking amazing. No, they are amazing. Why is Chipotle still open? Why is it still a thing? 
Because that's the name people know. No, and there's you know way what? more locations of that than there are. Chipotle is giving fucking burritos away. They're doing anything they can to fucking bring back their name out of the fucking trash can they put oh, in. Oh, because they were like killing people? Yeah. yeah, they're fucking murdering people and like serving people rats and stuff and everything. That else. old thing. You know? It's quote unquote pork. I don't think they were actually serving people rats unless I totally missed that article. No, no, but... they weren't. I'm just saying they're. Their place was very dirty. Like, uh, I forgot who it was who was talking about it. They were like, yeah, the rest, there was like just a bird in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and they were like, should we get, should we send the bird out? And the guy, the one of the customers who, the customer who complained about the bird went back a couple days later and there was another bird in the restaurant. Like, <laughs> like how does this keep happening? How does a bird end up in a fucking chipotle you know it's so, not a lowe's yeah and like nobody was like nobody was like oh whatever like it wasn't like a big deal they're like just leave it yeah it's not a lowe's <laughs> yeah the only place i've seen birds yeah like big stores like you know yeah maybe home depot or something yeah you see but, that kind but, of thing but not like a fucking walmart you know you never seen a no. bird in a walmart yeah, that's a big I don't store think so. yeah, well exactly. you know i don't go to walmart but yeah no but i'm just not. saying or target or wherever you never seen them there you see them in fucking places like a big warehouse store like a fucking yeah or i've seen them at or Lowe's. you know i've seen them at union station yeah sure absolutely well yeah places with massive ceilings where birds could be all up in the fucking rafters not a fucking chipotle where the rafters you can touch the rafters with your hand you know mm-hmm. so you see a bird just walking around like the the guy said the bird was walking around on the counter I was like, come on, dude. This is ridiculous. That's unsanitary. Yeah, man. So I don't know what's going on with Chipotle. I guess they're too much. They're owned by McDonald's, and that's the problem. So uh, yeah, they're owned by McDonald's. So I think that's the, that's the whole problem. They're just like fucking. I don't know if that's still the, still the case, but I don't know. Um, but at least they were. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but they they apparently they don't care anymore. I don't know what happened, but anyway, I feel like they should be done. Uh, my girlfriend told me her her brother was like. You want to go to Chipotle with me? They're giving away bur- they're giving them burritos away today. <laughs> and I was like, and this is a couple days ago. Like, buy one get one free, or buy one get one fifty percent off, or something, because they're in desperation mode. I mean, we all, I'm sure we all remember a time when Chipotle was like, like they would never give anything away, and you would gladly go in there and pay premium price for the food that they would serve you. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they're like, oh, free food, give it away, fucking here's a discount, fucking coupons. Because they're struggling. Like, when you see, that's a sign of mark of desperation. And so I don't know how they're open. Qdoba is definitely a far superior restaurant. Um, so Chipotle was its own thing. Then McDonald's became a major investor. But by 2006, McDonald's fully was fully done with them. It says they fully divested itself from Chipotle oh, in 2006. Okay. That's a good word. Yeah divested nice. yeah well it's a it's like a monetary company term thing but well, it's like the opposite of invested yeah that's like microsoft you know they divested themselves from the company that makes halo you know mm-hmm. bungie yeah because oh, you know don't. they bought bungie and now they now they spun them off basically so oh so they who makes halo now just still bungie bungie or? so maybe we'll just, get a pc version well, there was a PC version. <laughs> yeah. Halo 1 was on PC. Yeah, no, I know. Maybe we'll get a new one that's on PC. Yeah. You know, Bungie re- originally made Mac, Mac games. Yeah, I know. Didn't they I make used to have weird games? a couple games. They made Infinity. No, um, they no, no, I'm sorry, not, not Infinity. It's called... Um, 
Marathon. Yeah, that one. No, That's yeah. the predecessor to Halo. Yeah. No, but didn't they make that weird game? Who made that Bonnie. weird? Mist. Who made that game? Broderbund? I don't know. Oh, that game was so weird. <laughs> it came with an encyclopedia. That game was so <laughs> fucking weird and creepy, but people loved it. It was it was like like a, a gold, you know, platinum selling game for years. Yeah. Let's see, Mist. Uh, developer Cyan, publisher Broderbund. Okay. Perfect. Fucking Broderbund. What mm-hmm. happened to them? They probably had a business. I don't know. Let's see. Man, this uh, is def- yeah, fucking rabbithole.net. Defunct, 1998. Oh, that's too bad. Wow. Successor, The Learning Company. Ugh. <laughs> they made other, other crappy things. What the hell is The Learning Company? See, they, make that, they made all those, they used to make those CD-ROM fucking encyclopedia things. Ugh. And like weird, all, anything like weird visual CD-ROM thing, they made that stuff. I remember them very well. Are they, did they exist? Who? The learning company guy. Oh, yeah, they were bought by Mattel. <laughs> A great software house. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't exist anymore. Now they, now the, the, now whatever used to be left of them only makes Barbie apps. <laughs> well, yeah, now horrible. it's Mattel sold them in 2000 to uh, some other company, Gore's Technology Group. And they said, this says here, this is the worst acquisition of all time for, <laughs> for Mattel. Like they, it says the, the losses have been as high as $3.6 billion. Oh. Oh, Just close it. What are you thinking? Yeah. They That's were like, hilarious. We're going to get some money out of this thing. Just sell it. What do they sell it for? Does it say? Um, no, they don't say. It's like $50, $50 in a pack of chiclets. Yeah. <laughs> Half learning. a pack of chiclets. Yeah, Jesus. poor Broderbun, man. So, so who made Riven? Or maybe just a, pic, a picture of Michael Chiclets. Yes. <laughs> chewing chiclets. That's right, chewing chiclets. <laughs> so you know, Riven is the sequel, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they Broderbun must have made that. So well, the developer is Cyan, the one who made the last one, but then the publisher Red Orb Entertainment. And then for PlayStation, it was Acclaim Entertainment. Is Cyan still exist? That company still exists? Uh, yes. What's the last name they made? He's like Riven. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They made a game called Uru. Oh. U-R-U? Yes, I've heard of that. I don't know what it is, though. I've heard of it. It's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, apparently. Oh. Or at least a massively multiplayer online game. I don't know if it was a role-playing game, but... So yeah, they do Mist, and... Eh, not much else. That, to me, that seems like the first thing I would have done would be, like, redo Mist for the modern age. Because that game was great. It was creepy, and there was no bad guys. It was just really good. Looks like they've been making mobile versions of Riven and uh-huh. stuff. That's weird. And, you know, Mist for iPhone and iPod Touch, Riven for iPhone and iPod Touch, something called Stone Ship, Bug Checker, Real Mist, Riven, Real Mist. Just reporting it, huh? Yeah. That's lazy of them. I guess the guy who made it said, fuck you, and he rolled. <laughs> so now they have a bunch of guys rehashing the old ideas. That's yeah, funny. I don't know. 
But, yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, well. There it is, folks. Excellent way to top off the uh, top off the podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, we'll wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. This is one of the... Uh, Better wrap that uh, gavel up, B. <laughs> this is one of the oddest <laughs> podcasts we've ever done so far. We will most certainly uh, one-up ourselves. Uh, if you want to check us out, go to iopanelpodcast.com slash, well, not slash, or iopanel.tech. Feedback at iopanelpodcast.com for email. Get us on Facebook or Twitter at iopanelpodcast, I think. That's it. Yeah. On Facebook, um, just, just hit up me, Evan, or James. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our Twitter is iopanelpodcast. Um, but all of it's on the website. So if you just go to iopanel.tech, which is T-E-C-H, or iopanelpodcast.com, everything's there on the website. I'm sure that's how you're listening to this in the first place. Um, just so you guys know, you can also subscribe to the show. Either you can go to our website and click on the RSS feed and use whatever program you want to subscribe to it. Or you can go to iTunes and you can subscribe to the show there. You can search for it in the iTunes podcast store, or actually, though, I put a link on our website that has the direct link into iTunes. So you can just click on that, and then that'll take you to the show, and you can just click subscribe, and that way you'll know whenever there's a new episode, you can just download it. And please leave a comment in the iTunes store, because that helps the show uh, get ranked or something. I don't know, just something. But leave a comment, just say, hey, these guys are fucking weak, five stars. You know, just leave a comment. <laughs> Whatever you do, make sure it's five stars, uh, and we'll be all good. You know, it can't hurt. No, it definitely it can't it, hurt. It, no. It's it's completely the opposite. It will be actually great. Don't it will not hurt at all. It'll be it'll feel awesome. Yeah, or you can leave comments on iopanelpodcast.com. You know, there's a comment section there. You can just leave comments. Um, I think you have to register for an account, if I'm not mistaken. No, you don't. You don't. Okay. You can if you want, but otherwise you can just put in. Um... You just put in a name and an email address. Or yeah. Something? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So. And who's our, not even who's our not even that bad. Are we doing an ad? I don't know. You guys talked about Audible for like ten minutes. That's fine. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Uh, Audible. Audible. <laughs> Audible. You're great. AudibleTrial.com slash the AudibleTrial.com slash IO panel. There yep, it is. That sounds right. So definitely go check us out. Uh, it helps out the show. Go sign up for a, one free book for a free month. They don't charge you anything, and you get to keep the book. Uh, all these books we talked about, you'll be addicted like us. You'll love it, and you'll be like, this is awesome. James and Evan and Mike are fucking geniuses, and they're book fucking Nazis. So Or mavens. Uh, or mavens, yeah. Or pioneers. Pioneers. Mavericks. 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 There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the word. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. All right. Very good. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll talk to you next week.